Before we get started, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let us explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Saying five stars? No, not saying them doing it. The intro should just be five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars. (laughs) 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 Dang it, that's so good. Keep that as a soundbite. That's uh, your intro, buddy. All right, that's great. You just talked your way into an intro. (laughs) And uh, now into the episode. Welcome to another episode of Searching for MacGuffin with your hosts, George, Dan, Gabe, and Link. So, what you guys watched lately? I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. No, no, no. Oscar what? movies. Okay. okay. Dan? Nothing. Don't say Euphoria. Oh, actually, not Euphoria. <laughs> This week's episode focuses on a very important film. One that snuck up on me. I don't know how you guys felt, but apparently everyone is talking about it. The Batman. I didn't get the memo on this one. (laughs) Yeah. Because you're not in sync with the bat. That's not fair. The Bat Street Boys. Ah. There's so many puns, man. <laughs> it's incredible. Okay, so I mentioned that this movie kind of snuck up on me. I was like, yeah, there's a new Batman movie, of course. Uh, a year has passed, so we have to make a new movie with Batman in it. <laughs> what about you guys? Were you anticipating this? What were your expectations? Um, I saw Fandom because they said they were going to drop the trailer. I think this was like August 2020. Mm-hmm. They dropped the trailer. Because first they announced Pattinson as the new Batman. I'm like, for a split second, I'm like, eh. But then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give them a chance. They, I feel like they should know what they're gonna be doing, even though they haven't they haven't had a very good tra- track record since mm-hmm. the last one, in my opinion. Um, but I was like, you know what, I I have faith. And then they dropped the trailer, and I was like, yeah, I'm sold. Like, that's probably one of my most anticipated movies. Really? Yeah. They had me from the first that tra- trailer that first well. trailer. Like, yeah, they yeah. sold me, man. I mean, I feel like the ceiling was already <laughs> pretty low. I mean, yeah. It's not like anything you did that's better than Batman, B- Batflick as Batman. But the ceiling did. was also really high because of the Nolan films. Yeah, so yeah, but I didn't think I didn't, yeah, but I don't think I we didn't ever ex- imagined. So here's the good thing. It was I, awkward. I, all you had to do was beat whatever Snyder did, right? That's fair. And I didn't expect anything to ever beat the Nolan films. You know, the, So if you're in between, you're good. Yeah, you know, I didn't feel I that way so. because I think I agree with what Danny said. It was... um. Like, we already saw the high and the low, and I was like, I don't know now. Now I feel like they don't know which way to go. Like, we're never going to get to the heights of the Dark Knight again, so it's like, is it even worth... Like, if the movie's okay, how many okay Batman movies am I going to go watch, you know? Where it's like, if they, can they just make more amazing Spider-Man movies? You know what I mean? Like, if the next series isn't great, you know, am I going to keep being interested in these films? Mm-hmm. So that's where I was. Also, I lost like all interest in everything that I was waiting for before the pandemic. Because so much time passed that it was just like, yeah, hey, I'll see it when I see it. Like, 
So I wasn't super excited about this movie, which turned out great for me. We've been here before. Before we get into a very deep and heavy spoiler-filled conversation about this movie, we have a long history of Batman in film. So I want to start off by asking you guys, before we get here, who is your Batman? Who, which cinematic actor defines Batman to you? And I guess I'll start. Um, for me, it's the first Batman I ever saw, 1989, on my VHS tape. And then again in the theaters in 92, Batman, Batman Returns, Michael Keaton. We've talked about uh, the Keaton films a little bit in the past. Mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned that. It's like one of my earliest cinematic memories. What was your experience with uh, the Keaton films? Um, those were, I think, I think he was the third Batman I actually ended up seeing. Really? Yeah. Um, I saw the other two, which I'll probably get into after. But um, The good ones. <laughs> I uh I think I just distinctly remember um the villains from those movies. Mm-hmm. Um the Joe Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Um and then Penguin, Catwoman. I think those were really I don't know, the like the images of those villains really stuck in my head, even though I had such iconic roles as Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. <laughs> um <laughs> But those were like, the, I was like, when I was a kid, those movies, like, I, they were fun for me, especially watching them in Spanish and <laughs> having Arnold yell in Spanish. But um, I really did like Michael Keaton's um, films. Um, but like, those weren't like the ones I would rewatch mm-hmm. every so often, I guess, because um, the others were on cable, on TV a lot more often. Right. So I'd watch those more. They were probably cheaper to license. Yeah. The Tim Burton movies for me were the first time that I experienced a comic book come to life. And I think that that's my first like, wow, you can do this on film. And I think that up to this day, that's their legacy that they uphold. The most comic book like movie when we talk about, you know, the medium. I think what we like about the later films is that they're grounded, they're realistic, they're more like a movie. But for to me, it was like, for a lot of people, they felt that way when Superman came out. Obviously, Superman's a 70s movie. I wasn't born. Yeah. At the time, I went back, and even, I appreciate those movies even more as an adult now. Like, the um, Richard Donner films, the Christopher Reeves, those first two ones. Wow, they're like great cinematic pieces. Superman come to life. To me, it was Batman. That was Batman. And I think that's what makes me connected to Batman, that I was like four or five years old the first time I saw Batman. And I was like, that's it. This is the coolest guy in the world. And... He's going to be my main when it comes to these kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. So for me, that would always be my Kokina. For me, um, my Batman, I think I, since you guys know how much I love comedy, I think my favorite Batman is Will Arnett. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love Lego Batman. It's produced by my two, by my boys, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Um, I love everything they do. So they're from Miami, right? Uh, Phil Lord is from Miami. My Chris Miller, I don't know where he's from. Not from Miami, but yeah, I just love those two movies. I should there's, lo- there's Miami. There's the rest of the world. world. Yeah, exactly. That's how it should be. 
but that's yeah i i honestly love lego batman i think it's hilarious um the fact that you also get michael Sarah as robin and then you see that little arrested development connection there with with, uh job and and mike and george michael i kind of love that a lot so and i think michael Sarah stole the movie for me and i think will arnett is the perfect voice for bat batman like a modern perfect voice for batman in so I really enjoy Lego Batman. That is a hot take. It is. <laughs> what is your favorite Batman? Lego Batman. <laughs> I got it on the But first I like try. it. I do like it. Yeah. It's very Link, right? Exactly. Lego. That movie's so good. That movie is really that movie good. It is good. That movie was a surprise to me because I think Lego like Batman was so good in the Lego movie. movie? Yeah, I didn't expect it to be so yeah, and I funny. Was like, uh, a whole movie of it. Wasn't Saruman in that movie? Yeah. The mashup of that what, movie what is a, what I think. What a crossover. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think um, for me, it's got to be Christian Bale. Um, <laughs> with the raspy voice and all. Um, no, but ba- uh, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises are such influential films in how I view film, uh, movies and, and storytelling. And, I mean, like you said. I think from a young age, the first ones I saw, I think, were the George Clooney ones. Mm-hmm. Um, There's only one. No, the Joel Schumacher ones. The Schumacher the ones. Kimmer, the Kilmer Kim- and the Clooney. Yeah, yeah, okay. George Clooney and then... What I, about you, Lincoln? What was your first one? My first movie in theaters was uh, uh, Bat Nipple. <laughs> Whichever one that one is, I, don't know, I lose track it's of all Forever? That. Right? That's... And Robin, if it's Batman. Batman and Robin, yeah. It's Forever if it's only Chris O'Donnell's Robin Nipples. Nah, it was bat nipples. That's yeah, all I know. And I remember I had a I had a toy, and it had bat nipples, <laughs> and, and I would make him like pretend to be with the girls, and the girls would like touch his nipples. <laughs> all right. You did this, Schumacher. You uh, scarred Link forever. Oh, but yeah, uh, Christian Bale. Um, even though when I saw Batman Begins, I could have swore that guy was Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> but now Christian Bale is one of my favorite actors, and. And I think a huge part of that is is those Batman films, which led me to go see his other work. Yeah, like light, long, lifelong Christian Bale fan now because of Batman. I feel the same way about Keaton. I followed his career as a kid. He's like, there's Batman. I gotta go watch the movie. And yeah. now he's Vulture. He lived long enough to see to become the villain. Now he's, uh, now a he's rat gore. with wings. A rat with wings. El Rata. All right, Dan. What? Whoa, whoa, we're not there yet. <laughs> you are El... Um, personally, I think Ben Affleck. <laughs> I have a get strong out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Especially after the Snyder cut. Yeah, Danny, really Danny also obviously has an affinity for comedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pattinson. What? The Bad- Twilight Pattinson. guy. That's crazy. Nah, no he's, way. Nah, he's no longer the Twilight guy. What? This is crazy. No way. But it's not yes. possible. Pattinson. How? Why? I don't know what we're about to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> really long time, I yeah. think he just, you know, he glows in the, you know, he sprinkles. He sparkles. That, that he sparkles in the he day. Shines. He shines. He shines in the day. Oh, he does shine, though. That is true. And at night. He's oh, he sparkles in that movie in Twilight, doesn't he? Yeah. He's anemic in this about movie. That. Okay. So I hate to have this conversation, especially if you guys haven't seen the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie, should, should they... Wait, really now, quick, or? really quick. Yeah, I know ahead. we all mentioned who our favorite Batmans are, uh-huh. but I do want to give a, a special shout out to, the, I think, the voice of Batman, because whenever you oh, read a yeah, comic yeah, book, yeah. this is the voice yeah, that's in your head. Voice. And I'm, 
and that is uh, Kevin Conroy that that's is from right. the oh, Batman animated series. And that's true, you know, and he is a cinematic Batman because I, I thought maybe, oh, he's not in contention because, you know. The... No, he's in, the, he's in the video game. No, no. He's, he's a cinematic the, Batman yeah, because yeah. Mask of the Phantasm, I went to go watch that in the theater. That's a theater. I was at the theater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's a movie yeah. that came out in the theaters. I mean, yeah, like we all read, we all, you know, we all grew up reading Batman comics. Yeah. What was the voice in your head when you read it? It was his man. It was his voice. And who was doing? Who who, who was the voice of Joker? For Mark you, Mark Hamill. There you go. It's That's still it. Mark every time. So, as epic as like the Heath Ledger performances, it's always. I Mark can't Hamill. read the comics and, yeah. and ledgers. It's such a specific take. Yeah. So that's why I think he's probably the best one. But we, yeah. Yeah, you know, because especially because the man has done it for years, years and years yeah. throughout projects. The trilogy, of but games. I think, but I think that solidifies it. It's the games, oh, the, the games, the yeah. TV shows, yeah. and the films. The, the films yeah. You did mention like the Killing Joke. It had a limited theatrical. You know, that's like a fan event. But like Mask of the Phantasm had a full run in the theaters, not just one night or two nights. So good, man. Okay. Um. But also, yeah, he's constantly coming back for these animated movies, even to this day. Like he's not done. No, no, no. Like Mask of the Phantasm is so oh. good, not the Killing Joke. <laughs> yeah, I was really confused as to why you said was, that. Oh, I was, I was like, I what? Got offended. What? How How old is he now? Conroy. Yeah. That's a good question. What is he? At? You are. You are our. Yeah, you're the chair guy. guy. Okay, well, yeah. today I'm not show. in a computer. I'm in the room. So. I outsource today. Okay, Delegate. Man. He's 66. Okay. There you go. That's You Google faster than me. He went to Wikipedia. He has a Wikipedia app. Oh, okay. I didn't even know they he had an app. Beat the I, rem- man. I mean, I haven't had it for like three, no, five iPhone models ago. I had a Wikipedia app. So full disclosure, it's really late at night right now. This movie is... A three and a half hour experience in the theaters. So three and a half trailers and stuff. Yeah, it's three hours. And well, two of the three times that we saw it didn't have trailers. We were privileged enough to go to the fan fest. And then the investor had the AMC investor had investor limited, correct. limited, right? It started about 15 minutes after yeah. showtime. Well, but it's about half an hour of trailers. So if you go to a normal screening. And we had Nicole Kidman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She takes ah. like eight minutes, I think. But she was in a Batman movie. That's true. Ah. So if you haven't seen this movie, stop the show right here and dedicate three and a half hours of yes. your life. If you're working, just leave. Yeah, yeah. quit. Just quit your job. Yeah. If you're studying, I, I mean, you can I would fail. Take a very long bathroom break. Just take your PTO. See, honestly, that is I think it's better advice. It. That no, or no. quit. Quit your job. You know what always helps for me. And they could never test you for this. Just say you got you have chronic diarrhea. That's it. No one's ever gonna check your stool. It's a foolproof. Amazon. If you work at Amazon, oh, I'm sorry. Don't lie to Amazon. Yeah. They know. They know. They're they listening know. to yeah, you in your know. house. <laughs> so check out now, because it's about to get real spoiler. I I made this comment earlier. I wasn't sure that I could have this conversation with someone who hasn't seen the movie. Because you mentioned Pattinson, and that's like a crazy thing to even say, but like, I respect that. Right, guys? Like, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Love Millennial. Pattinson. I love Millennial About Pattinson. Batman. Yeah. If I'm going to be honest, Bale's my favorite, but I think Pattinson. he's the best man. <laughs> wow. He is. I don't know if I'm ready to commit to that just yet, but I, I can. I ascribe. You, you subscribe I, or I subscribe I'm, I'm still or ascribe. So let's get let's get this started, people. Um, so remember, if you haven't watched it, go say you have diarrhea, 
Come back. <laughs> Take your PTO. If you describe it as explosive, explosive yes. they'll ask less. From here on, they'll it's ask less questions. Oh, that is a tongue twist. <laughs> so, Dan, the producer, has seen this once. Yes. Me and Link have seen it twice. Yes, sir. And Gabe has seen it three times. That seems to be the Correct. way that this always goes okay. with movies. Yeah. I'll watch it once. You guys will have already seen it twice. And Gabe will be watching it with me on his third viewing. Uh, yeah, that's true. Is that's that a usually passive-aggressive yeah, like complaint? Or? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think, I didn't think really? it. Really? I didn't think oh, it was passive-aggressive. No, it's not. <laughs> but it is when you guys mock me. For watching it on opening night. Yeah, because we had already seen it twice before opening night. I opening didn't. day, actually, because it didn't even go on opening night. I didn't mock you. Sure. Oh, oh I, you're right. He doesn't contribute to our chat. so Oh, no you're right, because we're muted. You were yeah. muted. Yeah, we, yeah oops. He, breaking news, Link mutes us. Yeah, well, Link had a busy week. Had a busy that. week, yeah. He had a busy year. But I, um, was, I was fending for my life. Oh, my bad. Next time, she text me separately and be like, hey, I need defense. Ah, so I'm not muted outside defense. the chat. <laughs> now I know. Nah, he's just being nice. No, I'll yeah. be there to, to fight for you. Like Batman? You are the, you are the Juji to my Toto. You're, you're the Batman guardian. to my darkness. I'm, you're you're the, watchful protector. I'm the, I'm the, you're the bat to my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> the Batman. Where to begin? The beginning. Where did this movie win you over? Oh, the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all no, agree. Sh- the, the first 20 minutes. like Bro, October 31st. That Yeah, when he starts narrating, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, whoa, whoa. Is this, is this a comic book movie? Yeah, I was like, this is the first. This is the first time the I've ever heard someone narrate a comic book movie. Well, I think I think the, the first scene with the Riddler um, sets the tone. Ah, true. Like him like spying. On on this character, and then he he comes in, and he's just like all creepy, and then basically murders him. Sets the tone. I think that was just very like. Does this is gonna be different? Like it felt like even the music, the themes, like it was just very like. This is gonna be kind of creepy, like pretty scary, like maybe a bit scarier than we've seen before. Yeah, right on the edge of like what a PG thirteen movie could be. Because mm-hmm. in the Dark Knight, it takes a while for you to see the Joker, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, isn't he? I mean, to see him like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the opening scene where they robbed the bank? But but no, like the the like Joker, Joker, like in all his uh, evilness. Is that the best way to describe it? Uh, not glory. I don't yeah, know. He like glory. he like betrays everyone on his team and then has some guy run over by a bus. Doesn't he do the pencil trick? Yeah, pretty the, early. Yeah, on? that's like when he does. You talking when he starts there? Yeah, when oh, the okay. pencil trick. That's when you get to. Because he's actually talking. Oh, and yeah, he, I mean, oh, I so, guess in that case, yeah. you're right. Because this opens with, like, the Riddler is, like, the real deal. Yeah. When he establishes himself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what got it for me was when he's narrating. And he has that line where he says, oh, they hide in the shadows because they think they're they're hiding from me. But that's where I am. Or he says something along he those lines. He says, line. I am the shadows. I am the shadows. When he said that, I'm like, I looked at, I think I looked at Gabriel. And I'm like, I'm sold, bro. <laughs> My favorite yeah. part early on there is where like the criminal looks over his shoulder and he just stares into the abyss of the shadows and Batman's not there. <laughs> but what I love With to that Sorry, fear induced like in the hearts and minds like he's he's living in their heads. You're you talking know? about the one with the with the drop? Like the the mask, the costume? No, with when they're spray painting. Oh, the spray well, paint. I, mean, yeah. I mean, there's the multiple spray paint moments and then like the cat and then the, I mean, yeah, because like they all have a moment yeah, like that. Yeah. Like and but the thing is that I love that one 
with because the one with the can the spray painting was really amazing but mm-hmm. i think the one with the like the it's like a teardrop or something no i, I think know, it's like, it's a, like a jack-o'-lantern mask? yeah, yeah the, the, the green one mm-hmm. i think like that face like you don't actually see the person that's under the mask you just see the mask just like staring at him it's like you it's up to you to interpret uh, how like what he's feeling underneath it because i don't know it's just the, i need to watch this movie again tell me about it i mean that th- by the third time i was taking notes <laughs> i think it's such a i saw that by the way <laughs> i saw that- you taking notes those 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 few those beginning like when he's narrating such a Frank Miller moment. Yes. Like when he describes when he's calling like when he's calling himself vengeance when when he's calling himself the shadow I'm like dang, this is Frank Miller right here. And the 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 visuals of of Gotham in those first that like shots that establish it, and when he's like walking through and he's like talking about he, he's for the past he establishes like it's been two years, and now for the past two years he's been a nocturnal animal, and it's just that um. Like when he's walking through Gotham and all the lights are on and it's raining and it's pouring and everyone's in costumes because it's Halloween. There was just something that like immediately captivated me that threw me into like, this is Gotham. Yeah. Gotham in a way that we've never seen before. Yep. I talked about the Burden films where it's like Gotham come to life. It's like a gothic painting. It's like this idealized, like this city doesn't exist in the world and that's beautiful. And then you go into like, the Nolan movies, and I mean, I don't mean to like insult because I love the vision of those films, but it's like it's basically Chicago. It yeah. is, yeah. It's kind of bright. It's kind of open wide. It's not really Gotham, you know. It's like a real world city. No, yeah. It's like yeah. you can tell, like Dark Knight, Chicago, and then Dark Knight Rises is New York. Yeah, like, clearly. It's like it's a metropolis, but it it. Well, <laughs> ironically, I guess yeah, it is. It's a metropolis more than it is Gotham. It's a met- metropolitan city, but it's not claustrophobic and dark the way that this Gotham is. And it's funny because it doesn't take away from those Nolan movies. I love those movies. I will always love those movies. They will be benchmark films. But I I realize now watching this movie, a lot of stuff takes place in broad daylight. Yeah. In wide open spaces. Yeah. You know? And what that's like kind of antithetical to what I expect from Batman. Batman, yeah. Like Nolan makes it work. But wow, what a difference it is. I I messaged with a friend who told me this is the most comic accurate film they've ever seen. Yeah. And I'm like, that's true. Because like, Burden feels like a comic. Nolan feels like a comic adapted a to a movie. World. Yeah. And then this is like, a this is really. I'm big. in the pages. Like, yeah. Like literally, like I just, I could just picture that narration that he has as like a bubble. Uh, like, yeah, I see the caption yeah, box yeah, right over the head of the character in my mind, and I'm like you said, Link. You said Miller, right, in that opening narration, and I'm going the whole three hours, like Miller, uh, Snyder, um, uh, you know, even Lo- Azarello, Loeb, yeah, Loeb, Loeb is all over, you know, the narrative. Like I'm seeing the touches of like all the different writers of Batman. Mm-hmm just coming to life in this like melting pot of beautiful dark nightness. Now my first thought seeing Gotham was the games. It like to me, like the last game, oh, uh, yeah. Arkham Asylum mm-hmm. is the last one. It it felt exactly like it. Right. Like the games have such a dark and gritty city and it's so dense. And I saw that immediately in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned something about the games. One of the things that Caught my and I haven't played the games so much. I've seen people play yeah. them. I've never yeah. haven't. Yeah, we know. I played like three <laughs> hours of the first one. But one thing that caught my attention was how Battenson actually moves 
like the Batman in the game. Mm-hmm. Yes, man. Like his movements to the side and stuff like that. I'm like, man, I kind of feel like I'm playing the game too because sometimes you get this, you get this POV of, of like first person, especially when he's like, and it's like, wow, kind of, not not first person, but like you see him. You just see him, and I'm like, man, it literally feels like the video game right here. Well, yeah. it feels like, like it feels almost like or second person. There you go. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Or or like third, third person, person, which yeah. sounds stupid because it's like everything yeah. stupid, or like it's a movie. But it's like almost like you're over the shoulder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the dark in the Arkham games, like you are Batman, Batman. but you see Batman. You know what I mean? You're behind him, and like that's what I'm in his perspective, no. even though and he's in was, the front of the frame. Yeah. And there was that shot um, when he is gonna take on those goons in the in the, in the train station. Mm-hmm. Oh, when he calls him to the when, shadow. Yeah, when he goes, when he beats the, when he beats the, the pulp out of that first guy, and he goes, "I'm Venge." He says that line, which is epic already, and then. The shot of him, like, it's raining. It's The rain's pattering on him. And he just, like, slowly gets up with the goons behind him. Mm-hmm. And that shot of him, like, with the cow and everything just going up, I thought that oh, was man, beautiful. Like, yeah. per- this was beautiful, it's man. It's like, you see, like, he's, yeah, he's about to lay down the law. Like, I think, you know, about him laying down the law, I love the fact that you can hear his footsteps coming oh, in. And it's kind of an indicator. It's haunting, yeah. It's haunting, it's an indicator. Yo. You once you hear those footsteps that mm-hmm. have like some metal to it, right? Yeah, it has some weight, weight to they it. Have yeah, real weight like, to it. Oh, amazing. you know, you know, stuff's about to go down right throughout now. the film. Throughout yeah. the film, yeah. too, like it's warning you, hey, I'm coming. Yeah. Okay, before, stuff's, stuff's about to go crazy. Before we even get into like the plot, because we haven't even started the movie yet at this point, yeah, right? This is the this, first five minutes. Yeah, this is a framing montage and narration. Plot hasn't even begun yet, but throughout this movie, especially the second time around, I was like. I was watching it with my wife and I turned to her and I'm like, it's it's not just that it's a great Batman movie, the cinematography, the, the sound design. The sound design the is score, killer, man. Uh, you know, the the, the makeup and the, hair. The action. Yeah. The choreography and yeah. costume. The choreography. Yeah, fight choreography. Everything it's, it's works, art, everything works in perfect unison. Like, and you can tell attention to detail. Yeah. It's a labor of love, man. Like they like they put so much Especially starting from the director to everyone in, I think they all shared the vision mm-hmm. and they executed that to perfection, man. Because that everything worked. Like for me, everything worked at least. Yeah, I, I agree. For me, like there's not a hole. Like we can nitpick about something not being perfect because nothing really in this world is perfect, and we'll probably get to that at some point. But there's not a flaw in the structure. Like there's always like, oh, I don't know how I feel about Katie Holmes, maybe you know, or. Or, oh, I don't know how, like, you know, whatever it is to you, oh, this weird editing choice, or maybe, oh, maybe the Penguin could have been a little more comic accurate, or, you know, Catwoman. You know, all the characters drew me in. Oh, well, I'm talking about, like, Batman Returns. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, those are awesome versions, but they're not the characters, you know? Yeah. So you can always nitpick and gripe and that there's always, like, a flaw. No, they made the movie. That they wanted to move in the same way everyone's on the same page. Everyone fits as yeah, a man. piece of this puzzle. That was a shared vision for sure. That yeah. was beautiful. And that's just brilliant filmmaking. Art. You yeah. could you could have been alive at any time. <laughs> <laughs> but you chose to be born in 2022. Um or earlier. <laughs> no, I think you specifically twenty twenty chose to be born right now. Um there's been a lot of talk. There was a lot of talk, and we're gonna be talking about the Oscars later this month. There was a lot of talk about like No Way Home being best picture, and I was like, "No, nah, come on, guys! Like, you I love the yeah, movie, yeah. but like, it's not the best." 
I would fight you. Like if you said this didn't deserve to at least be considered. This could be considered as a traditional yeah. film. This is this yeah. is better. Yeah, just as filmmaking. Like, yeah, this is like it's like incredible. put it to the side. Like if Mad Max Fury Road could be nominated for Best Picture, soaking this. Yeah, soaking, soaking this. this like for sure. if I Inception, you if, know, if Green Book could win Best Picture, <laughs> soaking this. If Shape of Water can win, win Best Picture, soaking this. Yeah, and I think if it's not nominated for Best Picture, like categories across the board. Oh yeah, I sound design, Cinemat- man. Cinematography, Cinematography, sound design, score, adapted screenplay. Score. Adap- yep. Yeah, score for sure. Congrats uh, with Michael Giancio. Giancio? Yeah, it's Michael Gagabool. No, <laughs> that's not it. So, what's next? We, yeah, we've seen this several times. The the bat signal, man. After he lays down the law, it plays such an important role. After oh, he lays down the amazing. law, he sees he's basically he's helping someone that's getting attacked. Yeah, and this person, after Batman clearly like wards off the people that are his his aggressors, he's still afraid of this guy. He's still mm-hmm. afraid of Batman. He looks up and he's like, "Please don't hurt me." And Batman just like he helped. He just helped. He him. just looks at him and he's kind of just like. I just helped. Like, he didn't say it, but like. It's reminiscent of when yeah. Ben Affleck was Daredevil and he goes, I'm not the bad guy, kid. <laughs> right? The blind <laughs> lawyer from Hell's Kitchen. And you can tell, like, he's just like, he feels some type of way about the fear that he's like, he's trying to instill this fear into other, into the, into the criminals. But it sucks because it's translating to, to the people yeah, he's trying to, to protect. Aliens, you know man. what? All jokes aside, though, it is reminiscent of that moment. And that's the difference between this movie where instead of him verbalizing it like daredevil does in the affleck movie it's just a look it's just the atmosphere of the scene tells you that i'm not the bad guy but this kid is afraid it tells you that it shows you instead of telling you and that's how it starts he doesn't even help him up right yeah he he leaves them down because because he doesn't want to get yeah he's scared more yeah Mm -hmm. He, and he's consumed also by this image, like of, of like on of the fear. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I'm fear now of being vengeance. Yeah, he he. There's no crack in the armor, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Let's talk about the armor. Oof! How this suit? You were saying how he he kind of moves like the Arkham games, mm-hmm. Batman, and I think that has to do with the suit. The with, like it's yeah. armor, it's literal armor, and I think that plays into. Panson's not the biggest guy. He's not Ben Affleck. He's not like shredded. Mm-hmm. He's, not, but even, I he's think, not even Christian Bale. But I think no, that that suit, I think that suit adds to his frame, but also the way his physicality is, the way that he moves um, his performance in the movement. Because I mean, we've seen it in stuff like, like the Mandalorian. He doesn't have, he has a mask for most of like from what we've seen, mm-hmm. but it's like you, ha- it has to translate to the physicality of the role, like the way that you move and how everything works. So I think in a way, that like that's also a part of uh, Pattinson's performance, which I think was a was a great step. You know, I was even I was even kind of surprised by his build in the movie. Yeah, yeah I was expecting him to get a lot bigger for mm-hmm. the role, but yeah. I liked it. Yeah. It was very natural. It was very like MMA fighter yeah. kind of like he had the bulk, he had a little bit of the weight. It seemed natural. I can like, believe I, this guy can I, yeah, move. Really I can believe fast. it. Yeah. It was a like, uh, like utility build. Yeah, versus that was like a functional bolt. build. Yeah, but even then, when he's when he's bat when he's Bruce Wayne, he doesn't look. You know, he's big, right? But he doesn't. He, he looks a bit skinny. But when he has the suit on, it looks like yeah. he has an armor. He looks a lot bigger when he has a suit on than when he's. I think it's perfect. So it's like, man, it goes to show you, like it, it like you said, it is armor, right? Mm-hmm. Because in the Dark Knight, we have 
Bruce, I mean, Batman does have like those patch, like areas yeah. where he's able to, you're able to stab him because there's no uh, armor there. Mm-hmm. Here, this guy's getting shot at all the time. Yeah, with yeah. a machine With the machine gun. guns, uh, normal guns, shotguns, and it doesn't kill him because yeah. he's, he's literally armored e- everywhere. And that's a big thing because I feel like if he did get too big, he would look bulky. He would look bulky. Yeah. He would yeah. look way too bulky. It would be like Ben like, Affleck. Yeah, I was, gonna, he looked I way was just going to say it. I, I don't mean to, you know. Uh... No, you do. Don't lie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But it's like Affleck's Batman looks like he can't take a sticker off of his back. <laughs> yeah, he's too bulky. It looks like he can't. Yeah, like, he can't. He, he, he can't. looks great. Let me, I mean, don't get me wrong. Impressive. Yeah. Especially at that take. Not, you know what? I'll even I'll give him props because he's playing like the Dark Knight Returns age Batman. So he's supposed to be like Bigger, this monster because yeah, yeah. he's not going to move as fast as he is. So he's got to be brute strength. So I guess it does make sense for that adaptation. But this is year... Two. Three, two, the, three, the end of two, two, we're already past two, mm. you know, and this is the beginning of his third year. It's been two years and it they it kind of reminds me of the Batman year one film, like animated film adaptation. That's kind of like almost, you know, Japanese animation style where he's like a thin frame and he has the same uh, narration. Yeah. I think it's super reminiscent of what Batman looks like in that animated year one adaptation, which this is clearly like around that same time, year one, long Halloween, dark victory. And it's cool because, you know, you mentioned that and Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman is that Catwoman from year one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. That's her. Like, you know, and we have Anne Hathaway playing Catwoman, Mm -hmm. but I I could personally never put her, like I, I can't compare her to a Catwoman in the comics. Yeah. With Zoe Kravitz, I'm like, oh yeah, definitely. That's your one Catwoman. Yeah, I think because with Dark Knight Rises, and I still I love that movie. I don't. I think we all agree, right? It's not as great as The Dark Knight, but you know, it's good. No, the other two, the other two are better films. Yeah, I, I mean that that just has like a special place in my heart. I think that the realistic, grounded world of the Dark Knight trilogy, I think including Catwoman and Bane and No Man's Land, is just like a step too far. Yeah, like. It's it's outside of like it ungrounds it a yeah, little bit, you yeah. know. So they did good in like adapting that to ground it, but I'm not really sure the yeah. Catwoman. If anything, this is more. this this is more of a Catwoman. Yeah, I think she might be the best Catwoman besides Halle Berry. <laughs> <laughs> what you said that with a straight face, so now I'm worried. <laughs> Deadpan, Deadpan or, or... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's right up there. Whoa. Well, I mean, again. I'm I'm a Tim Burton guy, so I, Michelle yeah, Pfeiffer is iconic as Catwoman and defining. And I think that the animated series version of it is very reminiscent of that. So that'll always be a take on Catwoman. Mm. But I think this is much closer to the comic books. You know, she doesn't have nine lives. It's also more modern, and I think it's it's modern. I I like it. Yeah, and it's not supernatural because yeah. ultimately, like. There's something supernatural about, about those, Catwoman yeah. in Returns, and this is a lot more realistic. Plus the short hair. Yeah. I don't know how often she has short hair in the comics, but I know for me... In year one, she does. In year one, she has short hair? Yeah. Okay. And I know she has it again in Hush, like around yeah. that era when Jim Lee's drawing her. She goes back to a short haircut. Mm. And her, her that's short in the su- games, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, yeah, I think. Yeah, in Fortnite, her hair is short. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that not the game we're referencing? Because that's my Batman game. Is that not what we've been talking about this whole time? His armor in the... Uh, nah, Mortal Kombat. He plays just like Fortnite. And is he in Mortal Kombat? 
No. Joker, oh, Injustice. Uh, Injustice. Injustice. Well, is there basically was the Mortal, the Mortal Kombat versus DC game. I did have that game. That game which was... had Batman on the cover. So. It crashed whenever I picked Wonder Woman. Yeah. Okay. That's so. weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was scratched. This was scratched. Um, The suit. Should we just go with the narrative? Go ahead. I mean, are we going <laughs> to... Yeah, we're not going to do a play-by-play play for the yeah, whole yeah, Who are we, Kevin this? Smith? I mean, I, mean, the next thing, I mean, the next big thing uh, we get to... We, get we love Kevin Smith on this show, just for the record. Continue. We get introduced to to Gordon, if I'm not mistaken. I love him What do you guys think? Gordon. Yeah, is it, was it Jeff? I loved right? him. I loved right? Amazing. I, think I didn't think you could get better. Than Gary Oldman. No, no, yeah, no. I didn't think you could get better than Gary Oldman. And you somehow did. I, I love Jeffrey Man. Wright. I love Jeffrey Wright in this role. Okay, we're going to keep saying this. Pattinson is the best Batman. He's the best Gordon. She's the best Selena Kyle. She's the best Selena. I think what it is is that the vision of this film is so unified that like everything is the best everything. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it's crazy because Gary Oldman's great and an amazing actor and he's a great Gordon. But this Gordon fits in this movie so well that it's like, yeah, everything the is the best. the way he interacts with Batman, yeah. the way he interacts with other police, the way he, it's just amazing. Yeah. I think that I loved the way that they use the bad signal. I loved how it's a mode of communication for the like goes both ways. It's not just Gordon calling out to, to Batman. Mm-hmm. Like like, yeah. like Batman, it always is, yeah. Like Batman, that moment towards the end where it's like I thought it was you, I thought it was you. Batman yeah. can use it as well to con to contact Gordon. I I thought that was great. Which at some point makes me wonder someone's gonna abuse this. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. Yeah. They well do I mean <laughs> Well I mean only Catwoman has access to that rooftop like you know, not everybody can get that high up. With that being said, having the bat signal established already and Batman like has a reputation already, skipping past the origin but still being deeply entrenched in that beginning, in that stage of the development, what a perfect yeah, choice. so smart man. Yeah, we don't need to see them die again. Mm-hmm. But and we never do. Yeah, we, we never, never do. we never do. And but that, it adds that, so much. That happened in like Batman versus Superman or Snyder Cut, which one? Batman, Batman versus, versus Superman. Superman. Yeah, we're like again, we're seeing another flashback, another. No, it's there. It's in the articles. We know. We yeah. know the story. You're referencing it, but you're not telling it to us again. We don't need to see him become Batman. We already had that origin and story. And even then, that plays into the, the plot. Yeah. With the Riddler and, mm-hmm. and everything that goes on. Yeah. It's so, so well thought out, man, from beginning to end. Yeah, because it, it's hard to punch holes in the movie. It's hard. Like, we can nitpick, but it's going to be such nitpicking. Like... It's going to be really looking for for flaws that, like, from a filmmaking perspective, they're almost irrelevant. Like, they're, it's... Because I think it comes down to opinion at that point. There's yeah, like, exactly. Personal taste, yeah. personal yeah. choice. One of the things I love about it, and I guess it's because we recently watched The Godfather, so I've always loved Mafia. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite parts of Batman is the Mafia... Uh, villains they have right who we really don't get to see much of mm-hmm. in other batman movies right like the villains tend to be his his main role gallery right right uh joker riddler well he isn't this one but you get me uh um mr freeze but here the mafia carmine balcone he is like there throughout the whole movie yeah yeah and he pretty much is a, like you can't he's part of the plot he's a big part of the plot and yeah. i love that that we get to see a grounded Batman, 
but at the same time it let it explodes into something bigger. Yeah. But I just love the fact that we had we had the mafia there. Yeah. And then the Nolan movies did this too. Like Falcone, main villain mm-hmm. in Batman Begins, Maroni, main villain in The Dark Knight. We lose that element in The Dark Knight Rises, which yeah. is another another aspect of how it's like so. dissident. Like there is always that crime world, like and we have those moments when he's interfacing. For example, in this movie, he walks into the club and beats up everybody, and I'm like, uh, the Dark Knight? Like, yeah, very yeah. reminiscent of that. I was like, I've seen it, but also, like, you're telling a Batman story. Yeah. He's got to yeah. go. You know? The Iceberg Lounge. That was funny, because at first I was like, mm, the Iceberg Lounge is like a rave now? I don't know how I feel about that. But then you have the club under, under the, the club, club, and it's like, oh, it's a traditional, like, Iceberg Lounge. It's like a jazz club, yeah. you know? I, I, I like that, too. I really like John John Turturro. John Turturro. I didn't know he was Turturro. in the film. You didn't recognize him? No, I didn't know he was in it going Before into going the movie. In. Oh, okay. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. That was a surprise to me. I Honestly, I didn't even know Falcone was in the film. I love... Yeah, I didn't think... Yeah, I didn't know that either. I didn't think... But they use him well. Yeah. I just love how, like, everything kind of plays... Like, Gotham is kind of like the victim, but also the villain. Um, The, the parts of, like, the criminal underground just, like... Because you have Falcone, you have the mob, you have Penguin and all this stuff doing like their their crimes and their criminal activity. But then you also have this serial killer murdering people viciously and then leaving clues Yeah. Um, for Batman. Such a detective thing. And it's like, that's, I mean, that's one of the huge things is like, we get to see uh, Batman enter the crime scene. And before yeah, he gets man. into it, you see like the shot, Um, it's behind... It's from the perspective of Batman, mm-hmm. and you see everyone just like staring at him. Everyone's eyes grow big, and everyone's like, "What's happening?" And you can tell like this guy's not wanted. This guy's still an outcast. He's he's a freak, and everyone's like, "What's wrong with this?" Like like he's a vigilante. What's he doing here? Like we're the cops. Why, why is he coming into this crime scene? Which is how exactly the guy, the, the Asian guy, felt after he saved him. Like, yeah. whoa, we don't like this guy. Why? You know, I'm scared of him. Yeah, he just saved me, but I'm scared of him. That's how the cops are too. Like, you know, he's a vigilante, but we don't like him. Mm-hmm. That scene blew my mind because right away it establishes like he's out in the open, he's real, the cops are aware of yeah, him. Yeah, he's not like a mystery. He's not a legend. Yeah. Yeah. And he's I was like, oh, okay, so we're like already like unmasking that in a sense. Like we're tearing that away. Like forget any preconceived notions of like, oh, is he real? Is he not? He's real. No, yeah. I th- and I think that for me, like even though in that train station scene where like the goons. Like, they hear the haunting footsteps, they're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And then he comes out, and they're like, they all start laughing. They're all just like, oh, it's just a guy in a suit, bro. Like, who are you supposed to be? It is Halloween. And then he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they're not sure, and, but then it's like, And they're nah, just like freaks, you, too. You know, nah, now you know who I am. Mm-hmm. After he takes them all on. And I just love that perspective. Like, the fact that he's, he's helping the police, but they don't really want it, except like Gordon. Gordon's the only one that pulls for him. And I think that plays into... The dynamic and the relationship of Batman and Gordon, which is like a buddy cop detective yeah. noir, like oh yeah, and yeah. we get those moments. I yeah. loved that the aspect conversation of the film. in the holding cell, and I love that that Gordon says like, "Oh, the only person I trust is you." Like it's very year one, yeah, yeah, which is amazing, and like the faith the that Bat- Gordon yeah. has, almost blind faith, yeah, because they address it at some point in the movie. Where he's like, "I don't even know who you are," you know. But he just believes in the symbol of what Batman is, and he hasn't let him down yet, you know? And I mean, that's what ba- I think that's what Batman gravitates towards Jim is because Batman's trying to um, 
be this symbol, like obviously to instill fear in people and to dissuade them from doing that stuff. But I think like Jim is the only one that sees him for what he kind of wants to be seen as. Like, I'm just trying to help. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to do it. Like just trying to make the city better. And he believes in that vision so well of transparency. Cause there's that scene where he thinks, Oh dang, the, you know, the gig is up. They know who I am. So he tells Gordon, hey, you're a good cop. You know what to do. Thinking, oh, everyone knows. This guy knows who I am. He's going to tell everyone who, who you know, my, well, my secret identity is. But Jim, hey, you're, I know you're not a corrupt. You, once you find the truth, you know what to do. That's how much faith he has in him. Yeah, it's almost like carry the torch. And I also yeah. think that that's, like, that's deeper, though, than, than just that. Because I think it adds that. But it also um, kind of speaks to who this Bruce Wayne is. Yeah. yeah. He... He's one that that doesn't say a lot of words. He's he's a man of few words, mm-hmm. and it's also like he just can't either bring himself to say it or like he just doesn't know how to. So that I feel like for me, him saying that that part where he says you're a good cop is like this is probably gonna be over soon. Yeah, this yeah. is like goodbye and thanks. This is good, yeah, thank you for everything, and and it's like that those two like those words were just they had a deeper meaning behind yeah. it for me. Yeah, I, I almost feel like. It was the callback response to, I never thanked you. And you'll never have to. Uh-huh. It, it was a verse. It was like, here's thank you, but I can't say it. Mm. It's just, like, even talking about it, I'm just like, mm-hmm. man, this movie's so good. It's so good. Round four. But also calls back, no, for sure. <laughs> but also, I feel like also, like, pays tribute, I think, to the older movie, to the to the ones that come before it. And I don't think it even, like directly pays tribute to this i think it just understands batman yeah in the same way that like those, those movies do that there has to be an overlap yeah when you when you adapt this character perfectly it you're going to run through those high points of the character you can't be worried about like is this going to be too reminiscent is this going to be is this an homage is it no it just is batman like it is batman in the way that Batman has been Batman on film before, but in a completely different context. And I think this, I think that this film really truly elevates the character. Yeah, I just love the fact that you get to see him do his detective work. Yeah, man, that's always one of my favorite things about it. Uh, that's that's my favorite thing about Batman in his comic. Like he obviously we know. Besides Gabriel, he is the world's greatest detective. <laughs> if you don't know, Gabriel is the world's greatest detective. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, we I won't mean, elaborate on that. We won't elaborate, but my I, boy Gabriel. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I understood. We all know that he's the world's greatest detective except, except, Gabriel. except Gabriel. He, he doesn't, doesn't know. know. I was yeah, like, Gabriel. why? He doesn't read enough comics. No, I just don't. I don't acknowledge that. No, <laughs> it's me. No. Oh, so you're Christopher Nolan? Gabriel is a yeah. detective. No, Batman and Sherlock have nothing on him. But <laughs> I love the fact that in Batman, like he he's a detective, right? And you in in the comic books, you're able to you know with all these story arcs, especially like one uh, graphic novels, like stories like The Long Halloween, you're able to stretch out the whole detective work, right? Mm-hmm. And in this movie, you see that, which is something yeah, you don't. You need see. like three hours. To we do need, it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, which is something that you don't see in Nolan films, but yeah. you kind of expect it because it's it. it the fact that he does detective work makes it more grounded, makes it more real, which is something that you you don't see. I'm like, yeah. wait, why? Is- hey, and that's funny because I don't know if it was studios afraid of telling that story or that audience right? wouldn't gravitate to that because that was your brother always brings that up. Like, I love those movies. 
But why isn't he ever Deadly a detective? detective. Yeah. yeah, he never like, feels like a detective. There's just that one moment in The Dark Knight that I always use as like defense for that argument is when he's like, you know, looking for the bullet fragments and the bricks and he's using the computer and everything. Mm-hmm. But that's it. It's like that's a montage it, yeah. where like, by the way, Batman is a detective moving on, mm. you know? But here is a narrative where it's basically seven. Yeah. You know? Base, yeah. <laughs> and it, it honestly, it, it kind of felt like a, like I was watching Sherlock. Yeah. It, well, for me, it was like David Fincher's Batman, which yeah. is, you know, a disservice to Matt Reeves, but I don't know why that tone felt like, to Z- me. It felt like watching Zodiac. Yeah, exactly. And I loved it because, like, the riddles were so clever. They were so smart. They were so thought out that it really carries the film all the way through. Mm-hmm. They, were, so they were actually kind of funny. Like, you sh- they shouldn't be funny, but, but like, the, yeah, the, yeah. Thumb drive, the, really the thumb well drive done, thing was man. hilarious Do you guys feel like idiots after Batman would reveal what the riddle was? I'm like, oh. Kind of, yeah, so I did. simple. There what was a couple. There was a couple. Well, I was, sitting, I was sitting next to, to George, mm-hmm. and, and he was guessing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I got, I've read a lot of Batman comics. Not that they're the same riddles, but I kind of think I know how the Riddler thinks sometimes. The Riddler. I got the um I got the he lies still one pretty quickly and then because the thing is that you have to get them pretty quickly because Batman will yeah, solve, them. solve them. So it's instantly. like you have to get them immediately before Batman tells you the that's solution. That's like that's like throughout all of it. Yeah. Like he gets there so much faster than everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't like that part in the in the apartment when yeah. they're when they're um investigating the mayor's death mm-hmm. and there's like that blood the blood stain away <laughs> from the, the couch. And the photographer sees it. And then like he walks over and he's just like in his I can just like hear him. He's just like interesting. He doesn't say it. He just looks mm-hmm. at it and then just kinda waits for the photographer to kinda like go over there and she's like, Oh, we missed this. Yeah. He Do puts you- in the like Batman vision like in the Arkham game. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say the mouse. Yeah, yeah. I was about to it. say, like, is it him being a good detective or is it the fact that he has technology like that 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 lens in his eye that can that contact lens that can help him maybe see a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, so do more. like so do like police officers. Like they have forensic equipment. They have like you know infrared oh, okay. goggles, ultraviolet. You oh. know, you still have to know where to look. You mm. know, the game guides me, so I know where to look when I'm Batman. But um, my wife got the uh, the Justice one. Like, what can be poetic? Yeah, the Justice one. Oh, I, I yeah, got, that yeah, one. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then um, that's the only one I got, and I felt the URL one. I think is almost too hard to to even to solve ever. The way that that riddle like splits off into different into different right. The penguin was giving me a Spanish lesson. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's pretty good. Are we the penguin? Colin Farrell. Yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) stole the movie. Me and Link just went to talk and locked eyes, and we're like, "Are we going to talk about what we're going to talk about?" He stole the movie for me. I first of all, I didn't know that was Colin. Like, I knew that was Colin Farrell, Mm -hmm. but you but you can't tell. tell, You forget, man. You forget it's him. I went with I went with someone who like had no idea about the cast, and I I was going the second time. I had already seen it, so I told them Colin Farrell is the penguin. I'm not going to tell you who's the Riddler. Go with that. Because I feel like if you know it's Colin Farrell, you're like, what the? How is this Colin yeah, Farrell? How is this even possible? Yeah. And then and then the Paul Dano one is like, it's not a spoiler, like, oh, because he's a big deal or who he is. But it's like, I don't want you to even think of yeah. who the actor is. Yeah. I want you to just live the performance. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he, both villains. But even then, like, the prosthetics for Penguin, mm-hmm. for Oz, so were incredible. I don't understand how they They were them, wild. Man. Yeah. But I think even more than the prosthetics was his acting. Yeah. The accent, the mannerisms, the way that he just, the way that he carried himself. I was like, like whoa, like, like who is yeah. this? Like Tony Soprano and Batman? Mm-hmm. Like Trying there's to... some scenes that are just hang on a facial expression. Yeah. And he says so much without saying anything. That last shot of him. 
not to fast forward, but when he's looking off and the narration's yeah. talking about like you yep. know uh, that the that power, power vacuum, yeah. it's almost like ambition and also despair because he's like almost disgusted at what happened, but he sees the opportunity in it. All in one look, he doesn't say anything. It's just one staring yeah. off into the distance. It's like disgusted excitement. Yeah, he is so good, man. Like he's really good. His waddle is really good too. This is like the this this is the second time he plays a superhero villain, and that's true. He is the best part of Daredevil. Guys, there's a ah, lot of Daredevil parallels here. He is the best part because of Daredevil. Because Batman is Daredevil. He's like, he's so many characters. He defines okay. so many characters in this one film. Yeah, and I've been kind of re- uh, like reticent to start this conversation. But in 1989, when I saw Batman, that was the year that I decided Batman is the greatest hero ever. He's B.A. And that's kind of faded over time because we have so many interpretations. And other people come into like our mind. This guy's awesome. This guy's awesome. He's the Mandalorian. He's Mad Max. He's Daredevil. All in one movie. He's automatically cooler than all of them combined again. Yeah. And this is Batman. Yeah. This is who Batman is. That was, yeah, that and was I well put. There, yeah. I mean, we were having like the conversation we were having the car ride right after we saw it the first time. Link said it, and I think he captured it uh, in a great way. He's just like, Thank man, you. Batman is cool again. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, he's like he's like, it, but also that the way he said it was just like relief and like yeah, I haven't been here in such a long time mm-hmm. because I mean for us I think like the the Dark Knight trilogy is something that we hold very like sacred and very high. That's been ten years, and then it's been like with the newer iterations, it hasn't really been something that we're that like really happy about yeah. or the mm-hmm. way that it's portrayed. But like the relief and the satisfaction and kind of like this payoff that like that Link had that like Link had in his voice was like it was all of us yeah because he said it i'm like that's so true yeah like batman is finally cool again batman's always been cool but it's like yeah batman will never stop being cool we had a, the coolest we had a conversation to like we had a we had a conversation today, yeah. today mm-hmm. with 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 a, with a pretty young kid he's like 12 what, 12, 12? Yeah. and we asked him like he's just like a huge marvel fan he loves the marvel movies and we asked him like what do you think about dc because we were asking him, are you gonna watch batman he's like no nah, i'm not really into that i'm like why he's like i don't really like dc and we're like, and we almost threw this twelve year old kid out of my house. <laughs> I was and like, like, I don't like you. And we're like, Father, leave. <laughs> and we're like, what? But then he brings up the point well, that he was very eloquent. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he was he was a, yeah. Kid, I, was I was really like, impressed with my boy London. Kid, and he's just like, those movies aren't good to me. And we're asking like, oh, like wh- I don't blame you, him. What are you mentioning? And it's it's the the Batman vs Superman, the Justice League. And that's he's what he grew like, up with, yeah. Yeah, like that's what he's grown, and it's crazy to it's me to shame. think about it. That's his Batman. Th- those yeah. are his, like those are the things that he's grown up with. Yeah, and it's a shame. And exactly, but like hearing Link say, "Batman's cool again," like a new, like this is a a, a Batman for a new generation that they can relate to, that they can be like, "This guy's amazing." Yeah, and man. if you, and if I mean, there's a lot of people that are younger that love Batflick. They love Ben Affleck's Batman, and I mean, if you love him, yeah, good for you. Like yeah. I'm happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 that's the thing. There's so many. I feel like there's so much there more is. um, there kind is. of controversy and kind of like confliction with people about Batflick. Like I feel like a lot of people love Batman, but when it comes to like when they think Batflick, it's either oh I love him, he's the best iteration of Batman, or people are just I hate him. Yeah, like I do he's not like controversial. him. Controversial. Exactly. I, I can't blame those kids because my Batman for a long time was Bat Nipples. Yeah. <laughs> you get me? Yeah. Like oh that's all I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's either him or Val Kilmer. I'm gonna choose Bat Nipples. Until and it's like Christian Bale. Until yeah, Christian yeah. Bale comes in, and this is their until moment. Mm-hmm. Until Pattinson comes in. Here's the thing, too, though. That here's 
he is a Batman for all seasons. Meaning, it doesn't matter if That's it's... not Superman? No. It's, uh... It doesn't matter who your Batman is. You've got to like this Batman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate to draw a line in the sand. But if you come up to me and you tell me that you don't like this Batman, this Batman movie... Maybe it's not your favorite in the world because nothing is for everyone, right? <laughs> but if you can't see the good in this movie, I'm sorry. You don't like Batman. No, you know who, I, you know, I agree, actually. You know who didn't like this movie? Who? <laughs> he even tweeted it. Ben Shapiro. Nah, man. Oh, I yeah. blocked him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that tweet. I blocked him. Oh, I was like, oh, okay. I'm uh, like, oof. I don't know what that says about anything, <laughs> but. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. If he goes to show you the type of person that doesn't okay. like Batman. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so anyways, uh, I have a friend who is very and we've talked about it he's my batman bro yeah Talk, you know who you are but um hello we talk, socrates we talk about star wars we talk about batman he informs a lot he's a more knowledgeable guy than me he does not like the dark knight movies and gasp socrates and, and one of the big moments that i'll always remember is the shot that he hates is batman standing in the rubble sad he's <laughs> like that is the stupidest <laughs> batman moment i have ever seen in my entire life and I didn't get it at the time. Like, I kind of did. But in this movie, he's moving the rocks yeah, off man. of the people and pulling them out of the rubble. And it clicked. I was like, you're right. He shouldn't be standing around. He should be doing the work. And this Batman does the work. Which is a complete 180 of the Batman we get at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Remember When he beat when he beats up the, the goon journey, and, he, right. and yeah. he's helping out yeah. like he's, he helped out that guy, like the guy is scared of him. Yeah, But at the he end, pick him up. he doesn't he pick does. him up. At the end, he is actually doesn't. like, I guess you know, character growth. He, nah, he he learned feelings about feelings. I mean, I think, and he's able to carry that person. It's like, hey, and now not not only people not only now people aren't scared of him anymore. Now they see him as a symbol of hope. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about an inversion of theme and like how the Dark Knight teaches us that sometimes people deserve to have their faith rewarded and be lied to and then the dark knight rises its theme is when you lie the truth will be uncovered and things will be worse so it's almost like the lesson i taught you in the second movie the yeah. lesson i teach you in the third one is that the reverse is true also this does this in one movie it does the same it's thing it's incredible yeah it sells you on a batman and then convinces you that batman is wrong that batman is not what batman is This is what Batman is. Yeah. In a completely different way to me that just like, that I, I don't know why. I just didn't expect it because I feel like it hasn't been something that we've, that's been prevalent in these Batman films mm -hmm. where Batman becomes more than a violent symbol. Right. When Batman becomes more than just this symbol of fear that, that people look and get afraid of and feel like this guy's a freak. This guy's going to hurt me. I have to run away. Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's been captured that it's like this this person, this thing, this entity is so, it's just negative. It's just bad. And if you're if you're like an innocent civilian and standard person, it's like, I'm just going to get out of his way. Like, it's not something that it's like, this guy's trying to help. I feel like in the in the Nolan verse, there are, he has his, his supporters, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's clearly outlined that everyone is kind of like pretty much scared of this guy. Yeah. But by the end of the film, and there's so many instances where he's, where you can see like he's going through this, um, hero's journey. Yeah, the hero's journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's going like he has to make these decisions like, 
I have to, like, he says it at the end, which I think was beautiful. We were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. That whole ending, that whole monologue he has at the end where he's doing, where he's writing in the journal, that it's, it's beautiful. Like, the way he says, I've had an effect. Because at the beginning, he, he tells Alfred, he's like, if I want to have an effect, I have to keep going on. I have to keep doing something. And Alfred's like, the way that, like, I didn't even realize it until now. Alfred kind of says it in a way where he's just like, you're getting very popular, huh? And he's just like, what you're doing, I mean, he doesn't tell that like outright, but it's basically like what you're doing is also going to cause problems, which I think he's hinting at. Exactly. Yeah. Which I think mm-hmm. Alfred in, in, in the Dark Knight trilogy does that as well. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, more, what did you think was going to happen? You stood up to these, these criminals. What did you think that was going to happen? They're going to turn to a, they're going to turn to somebody oh. they don't understand. And that double mindedness of, of Alfred that, like you said, it is reflected in both series, in both the Dark Knight series and in this film is like, I am aiding and abetting. But what is the ends to this mean? Yeah. Because this campaign for justice is right, but also it's a self-destructive process. It's like, not. Yeah, it's not good for him. The it's way it's not sustainable. It's almost like it's almost like Robert Pattinson. Like I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne. His Bruce Wayne wants just just to be Batman. Mm-hmm. Like he wants which to forget. Is so refreshing. He wants to forget about the responsibilities of being Bruce Wayne, which is why Alfred's like we have to keep up appearances. Mm-hmm. We have to meet with the accountants to keep the estate going. And Bruce is just like, I don't want to do any of that. I have to be Batman to save this city. And then Alfred just realizes, like, I understand what you're doing. Like you, like what you're, what's in your heart. You have like the the right. What's it called? You have the right intentions. Um, intentions. Yeah. But it's not healthy. Yeah. yeah. And I and I think there's not there isn't a balance there. And I don't know that Bruce will ever find balance. <laughs> he never will. He yeah. Do, he doesn't. Right. But he's on the right track in the sense that. He's living the life. He's finally, by the end of this movie, I feel like he's going to be Bruce Wayne, still with the singular purpose of justice. He's going to do the Wayne Foundation. He's going to keep up appearances, so to speak, because he understands that it's a bigger part of the Bat- campaign. Yeah, for- of being Batman. Yeah, you cannot rebuild Gotham on violence alone. You have to be restorative. You have to restore hope. And it was like in The Dark Knight was the same thing. Like Harvey Dent was that symbol, a misplaced symbol. And hopefully this mayor will be better. But trying to work within the system while you work outside of the system. You can be the lone maverick, but at the end of the day, most of the city exists during the day, not at night. And Batman, Batman's reach is limited. Bruce Wayne could reach those parts of Gotham that Batman cannot touch. Yeah. And I mean, she said, I think that the mayor says that when mm-hmm. she sees him in one of the scenes in the funeral scene, she's like, your parents were big philanthropists. They did a lot for this city. But as far as I can tell, you're not doing anything. Yeah. Is it weird that that the mayor annoyed me though? Cause she was like, when I'm elected mayor, I'm going to make I'm you gonna do make something. You, <laughs> I'm going like, to put you to work. Right. Yeah. Then I'm not voting for you. Then I don't want to work. <laughs> I think I'm um, following a bit more on the narrative side. Mm-hmm. Um, the Riddler. The Riddler and and what he's what did you guys think of Paul Dano? Wait, really quick, really quick, I do want to say something. Yeah. About Batman and his idea of you know him being Batman, how he was so callous in the beginning. Yeah. It, it really reminded me of Bat- All Star Batman. Yeah. Where okay. He, where all he is is like I don't care. I am the GD Batman. I'm gonna do whatever the heck I want. Yeah. But then you see like 
something someone touches his heart <laughs> yeah and he's a little bit softer and he's he, like you said it's like yeah. all right i can't just be batman i have to also be bruce wayne and help out to help out the city which like again goes back to year one because like the all-star batman is supposed to be the continuation of the year one batman oh, to is a, an extreme degree yeah miller considers like year one all-star dark knight returns strikes again and whatever the newest one that i may or may not have finished yeah right? we haven't read it. yeah the it, yeah. race the superman race thing whatever that's all like his own Miller verse. Mm. Yeah. So even though it's technically the legitimate origin to the regular Batman, it's also in its own pocket. Like, yeah. Miller version. Yeah. I did think if we were ever going to get a Batman movie where he says, I am the God named Batman, it was going to be that this movie. <laughs> no, because see, that's the kind of, that's the kind of meme stuff that's not going to show up in a movie. No, like no, no. This. But I thought because of like how his, because yeah. you, the interpretation. the interpretation of it. Yeah. See, but that's almost like a disservice to me. Oh, because, no, no. I didn't want him to do it. Yeah, but I thought if they were going to do it. No, but even like All-Star, All-Star Batman is a joke. joke. No, nobody, like, nobody respects that interpretation of the character. I don't know, man. I kind of like the, the yellow. You like the fact that he feeds rats to Robin? No, the, right? yellow, the yellow scene. When he's, with, when he's with Green Lantern. Oh, when he meets with Green Lantern and he just paints the entire room yellow, including himself. And he drinks lemonade. Seems like a very interesting. Yeah. I have no idea. So for those of you who've never read All Star ba- Batman, don't. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Riddler. Oh you man, I kind of wanted to address the the cable scene, man. Oh, well, I think we we'll get. I think we'll get that there. towards the end. Right. Yeah, let's the keep, cable keep scene? put a pin in that. Yeah, we'll explain what that means to Link. But let's go with Riddler. We're not, an hour into the conversation on like the main villain. Not as good as Jim Carrey. <laughs> That's a. That's a, Yeah, that is a. This Riddler's different in all the right ways. Okay, you mentioned something about, like, Batman's villains. Like, the Joker, Black Mask, uh, the Clock King, the Riddler. I'd like to see Black Mask in yep. this universe. We can go over a list of Penguin. Is we can in this universe? Name almost nah. any villains. They're all just guys in suits. Yep. So, like, you guys talked about, like, the mob. Even the, like, the scary villains. <laughs> uh, Scarecrow usually isn't, but even... Uh, uh, Nolan put Scarecrow in a suit. Ray Shao Ghoul. Like, you can just put these guys in suits. They, all his villains are just mobsters with yeah. a gimmick. The Riddler's a guy in a suit. And, you know, Matt Reeves went a, the opposite direction. The jumpsuit, serial killer, armed militia. I think, yeah. It's probably the least authentic thing in the movie. But, but it's more real. Yeah. Like, the he, serial killer aspect because really you can't take Jim Carrey's suit seriously, right? Well, but Jim Carrey has the spandex, which is like from the sixties yeah, like series. A, but he also he also wears, wears the suit. suit, yeah, with the question marks all okay, over. Okay, yeah, but I always like the like the animated series one where it's just like a purple tie. Purple tie, yeah. Maybe you put a uh, a question mark right, on the, that on, on the tie, yeah, yeah, and or you put it on the staff, Man. but like it's just a green. Suit. I think yeah. even that would not have fit into it this movie. No, for sure, for sure. Movie's too dark. Paul Dano's performance, man. Oh, it was beautiful. It's fantastic. From Incredible. the beginning, his his breathing, his, the creepiness. I was just like, this is so strange. This is so intimidating. Do you ever think it goes too over the top? Nah, man. A little over well, the top. Nah. Like he yells. Yeah. I, I think, know he yells like in specific words. Yeah, I think yeah. there's gonna I think there's gonna it's probably like a condition or something that I like I probably I have think to look he's up sick. More. I think he's mentally ill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but I think there is something like yeah, yeah. a mental a mental illness that like Maybe has to do with something. I mean, I'm not sure, so I'm not going to speak on it. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll do my own research into that. But I think there is something behind that that maybe um, Paul Dano was researching for, like maybe to get into the headspace or that role as to why he made that creative choice. But I think there is something behind it. 
And do you think it was too much? Like the yelling and the I think it works through in the movie, the, man. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I don't know how I feel about it in the second viewing a few points, but I think it makes me uncomfortable in a perhaps a way I'm supposed to be uncomfortable. Yeah, I think that's what it's for. You know, I feel like there's at some point where the movie convinces me I don't like this guy and that is the goal of the character. Paul Dano is amazing as the Riddler, but by the end of the movie, I don't like the Riddler and I don't think I'm supposed to. So, so it's like, he makes me uncomfortable, probably on purpose. So if I had to say that, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable yeah. with the Riddler I think, at I certain think, points. I think that was the goal. I, I don't know. It's like scary. Yeah, this, it's, this it, guy it, would be really. It's hard because you're watching a f- piece of fiction and you're enjoying it to an immense degree. To like put, try to imagine that in real life. This I guy think, would be scary. Yeah, I think. Terrifying. I think it's. I think he's like what a school shooter would be if he yeah. grew up. Yeah. And that's oh, yeah, scary. With, with the chat rooms, yeah. with, with yeah, all that it's stuff. It's actually scary. Him going, the use scary. Of social, it's scary how real it is. That's yeah, the, the thing. Yeah, the use scary. of social media in this film and how he uses it. And how he has followers. To, and like, as a tool to spread it, fear. Isn't you, it so real, though? Like, yeah, that's, it is. That's yeah. Gabe, Gabe made a comment to me when we saw the 500 followers. And Gabe's like, I have more than 500 followers. Yeah, but he has 500 followers that are going to be an armed militia. And like, yeah, take I, down a whole. I would do that for you. Guys. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I said that before too. I knew oh, that. And yeah. then once they all like are like, I saw like the right, like the rifle talk right. on, the, on the on the side, and I'm like, huh. Oh no! And then it comes, it comes out and plays off later. I'm like, yeah, maybe w- my maybe my 600 followers wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, I would do a Nerf gun. But what, what I'm trying to get at is <laughs> not that like you overstepped your boundaries, but the fact that like. They kept it down to a number. I can see 500 crazy that, people. That's, oh, yeah, that's yeah. the I can part, see man. Yeah, I can see 500 people in this, much, yeah. like, in this area. tens of thousands city. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that they're placed from like before we even know about them. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. in the funeral scene, yeah. outside, it's like you don't really notice it's it. It's almost like they're the real bad guy in the sense of the physical threat to, this, to the city. Because he, he's not a physical threat. Himself. Yeah, he's not a physical threat. And at the end... And, before we get there, I don't even know if there. I didn't even know there was a physical threat. I didn't imagine there being like a final battle. Yeah. In the film, the other thing about the Riddler is his costume is so grounded and down to earth that I wasn't sure that I liked it going into the media. I was open minded. I was like, oh, we'll see what the take is. But it's just like you could just anyone could do it. Yeah, you could just make that costume for yourself, and it and it plays into that yeah. final act, and it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. If yeah. I see someone like dressed as a Riddler for Halloween, because I, you know, when when the Joker came out, like, when Heath Ledger's Joker came out, everyone was, you know, even in that, in the, they had that bit in the office where everyone was dressed like the Joker. Right. I feel if I see someone like that, I would feel uncomfortable because yeah. you can't I'm see their about face. You. The, you can't yeah, see yeah. their face at all, so you really right. don't know their intention. That's more unnerving yeah, that's than more... Heath's Joker because of how real it is, yeah. and it's not cool it's, too. It's, yeah, it's not. It's cool. not cool. It's scary. Like, it's if you come here dressed like that, I'm not gonna be like, oh, that's awesome from the Batman. I'm no, gonna like, be like. No, what you take you, that you, off, please. Yeah, school shooter vibes. Yeah, well, pa- Paul Dano's Riddler is literally school shooter yeah. vibes. Like, um, he did so good, man. Just seeing him where he, how he and like grown. those those he parts where he was me, just man. the parts yeah. where he was just like acting like oh he's all normal and like smiling. And hey guys, <laughs> hey everyone, thanks for all your uh, help on detonators. <laughs> another another point that I 
we'll come back to the Riddler in a second and how he interacts, but his relationship with Batman. Yeah, one of the things Amazing. that that absolutely like made my jaw drop is the car chase sequence. Yeah. Oh, that's a high point. Bum, that's when I was like, this movie's bum, amazing. Bum, bum, the music, bum, everything, bum, the cinema, the shots they chose. The Batmobile is beautiful, man. I think that's the, like my favorite Batmobile. And Penguin was amazing in that scene. Yeah. Because there's like amazing acting in the middle of, of the a car right, chase. Yeah. How do you not die when acting like How do you not die when your car flips over 37 right? times? No, <laughs> I mean, so violently. <laughs> like, Clearly, that car has a roll cage, but well, you know what? Maybe that. Maybe Penguin's car actually has actually, a roll you cage. You know what? Yeah. You just convinced you know what I mean? me. It's reinforced. Yeah. Like, it's it's realistically, it's so. Is the tension that builds when he's revving up the engine. That's what a that's what a Fast and the Furious car scene oh should my be. Bro, it was better than man. most yeah. Fast, almost yeah. every Fast and Furious it movie was... in a Batman movie. That's insane. Yeah, I, I I remember when he revs up the Batmobile. I turned to Gabe and I'm like, "Freak Toretto." Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't use freak. <laughs> he, it's forget so... Toretto. Oh, that was, it would have been better actually. <laughs> but but it, then I wouldn't call back to Rocket Raccoon. It's just Raccoon. like it's like they personalized the Batmobile from the shot that from the beginning shot where we like he's they're looking into the shadows and they're like, "What's in the shadows?" Mm-hmm. It's like the revving of his engine is just like the the effect that his footsteps have. Yeah. Coming through, yeah. It's like you don't really see what that th- what that thing is. You could see uh, the penguin squinting, and he's ever. But the thing is, I love that everyone's reactions are. They get everyone's reactions looking at it. Mm-hmm. Catwoman, Catwoman comes out of nowhere, like pop pops her head, and she's like, "What's going on?" And penguin they don't pops overexpose head. anything. Exactly, yeah. and I think that the tension building was a masterstroke. And then even even the stalling, I think I think was intentional on his part. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all, we all decided it was. Intentional. I was just confused the first time. Yeah, I was like, did also, he, I don't did know he anything about up? cars. I was so. like, did he mess up? Like, <laughs> he can't drive manual. But I <laughs> maybe mean, he should get a mechanic. Not do <laughs> again. That. Also, by the way, the hints when we first go to the Batcave and you see all the car stuff and the springs, and he's working yeah. on even stuff. even that classic even the classic car that he has. Yes, mm-hmm. Gabriel pointed that out, and I was like, what that's amazing. It? Oh yeah, Corvette. he has a classic. What is like nineteen seventy yeah, Corvette? Yeah, beautiful Stingray, amazing. You like can it. tell like this. This guy has an appreci- appreciation for classic cars, which uh-huh. is like this makes sense. American Muscle, and yeah. it's man, that car chasing was just so like it's such a high for me. Mm. That th- a lot of this movie, the movie's just basically being on a high. Like the how many people died during this chase sequence? A lot, <laughs> too <man>. many. Yeah, <laughs> I-, I have questions. Like it's almost like I. Ex- this is a catch twenty two. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because I feel like Nolan really goes out of his way to kill no one, and I have questions about like all the empty cars in that. Like, you you know when he's going in the in the bike in Dark Knight, and he's like, boosh, and he's boosh, just blowing up boosh. empty cars that are just kind of parked under the bridge in yeah. a line. I don't even know what's going on there. So thoughtful. <laughs> but then here, clearly everyone is dead, and I also don't know how I feel about that. But I guess it's more realistic, at least. It's better than him shooting at people. Yeah, there's collateral damage, like, up the wazoo in this chase sequence. Yeah, I think this is the only time, really, that Batman creates the collateral damage. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that Penguin creates the collateral damage. Oh, I mean, that's true, actually. Yeah, it's not really Batman. But it's almost like if Batman stops chasing him, he gets away, but, like, a lot of people get to live. So... He's still learning, I guess. (laughs) You too. Yeah, but he does go out of his way where he's like no guns, and he's so Batman in this movie. Like, yeah, because <laughs> the complete opposite of 
Batfleck yeah. with the gun. It kind of felt like... Yes, guns. It, it kind of felt like... Vengeance. It kind of felt like, hey, is this like making fun of the other guy when he says no guns? That's how. Yeah. That's what I thought. No, I mean, how could how could being true to the character somehow be making fun of another interpretation? That says a lot. The about problem that. is with that other that interpretation. Yeah, exactly. It's like forget about how you feel about this particular individual. I'm not saying anything about it, but like mm. you've heard Batfleck be compared to like basically Bat Trump, where he's like, <laughs> say what you believe, act on it, violence, and like insurrection. Bat. Yeah, this is yeah, this is <laughs> the opposite of that. In fact, that's the theme of this movie. It's like th- this means has these ends. Like, what is it? Uh, the violent means have violent ends, yeah. right? That's like the theme device, here. Yeah. And I think there's a place for like punitive punishment, you know, and putting down the bad guys. But you, and I think I said this earlier, it must be restorative as well. You see, this is the thing like Batman. Batman is gospel. There is a line. There, there is a line, mm-hmm. and they say they say it in this film. Yeah, you can't cro- like don't cross that line mm-hmm. because once you do cross it, you're just gonna be like them. Yeah, yeah. Actions yeah. have consequences. Yeah, and he and has it, he has a reminder of that, like the bat, the bat, uh, the bat, uh, the bat. What do you got? The batarang, batarang on the on chest that's made out of the gun that killed his parents. Is that true? No, I heard about that. Well, I thought that's what it was. Why no. would? Why? No. What indicates that? No, so, like it was a theory. Like yeah. well, it was something I, I heard. Like, that's what like I thought it was. Like when the trailer came out, I heard about yeah, that. I because and I was it, like, I don't, I don't. Think because it wouldn't. It would be just one. One. It'd be like one metal. You get me? It wouldn't be like different things. Like like a puzzle. Like how it is here. I, I mean, he that's uses it as a knife, so it is like a solid piece. No, no, yeah, yeah. but. It, it's still like I mean, you know how metal thing. works, right? When you melt it, the, it still becomes man, one. And the thing, thing is, like, <laughs> it wouldn't have cracks in it. Or there's a line with Batman, bro, and that's like that's one that's one of my biggest things with with the Ben Affleck one. Is like this guy's just murdering people, and there's no consequences. He's yeah. like pancaking eighteen wheelers and it's like just shooting explosive gas tanks. He's running through cars with yeah. people in them. <laughs> like he's murdering these people, yeah. and I don't know, like that whole. I mean, that whole and he doesn't even stop to say rubber bullets or anything like that. I'm rich. <laughs> um, but there is a line, and this Batman goes out of his way. He's like, "This is something that's important, and this is something he will not cross." This to the point where he's just like, "If I can save somebody else from taking somebody else's life, I'm yeah. gonna do that." The whole no guns thing, and then the the whole like part where he lives by a code, and that code is inflexible and perhaps even irrational, but it's the only way for him to walk the line. It's the only way to not get lost in the abyss. I mean, it's how he separates And he needs himself. to live in absolutes. And it was interesting because it's like that whole part where they go into the hospital, to the to the orphanage, mm-hmm. and he goes in with Gordon, and Gordon pulls out his gun. And then Batman tells him, he's like, no, no. guns. And then Gordon's like, that's yeah, man, thing. that's your thing. You're telling a cop yeah. not to use a gun. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and But then it put it into perspective. I'm like, oh, wait, that's true. Like, this guy's a, like, this guy's a, a law enforcement. Yeah. This and is all he has, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Batman has all that stuff. He literally just has a gun. The other thing is that that holier-than-thou, like, Judge self-righteous you. Batman, I don't think we've seen that before on film. And it's so Batman. He's so judgy. Yeah. He's so judgy with, with Selena. Mm-hmm. With even with Gordon, even Gordon, yeah, like when he, in the in the police department, the precinct where Gordon's like, all right, bro, calm down. And then Batman's just like, you too, bro. Really? Yo. Yeah. Just that that line before though, when when they ask him, when they say, "Oh, you you arrest them, you punched a, you assaulted a cop," 
Oh, I have you. I have you assaulting two officers, and it's like it's about to be three. I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> his quips. Wow, his he's quips. so quick. He's so quick. He's so quick with them, and they, I think they were like they just added to him. They gave him like a swagger. You're gonna get blood all over your suit. And he's like, what yours is it? Like yours mine, or mine, mine or yours? <laughs> his voice. Ah, the voice. Oh, the voice. His voice is so good. What an upgrade. And I, mean, I, I think that's need, what that's a huge gripe. I didn't need the subtitles. <laughs> That Bale has that Bale has his voice with the raspy yelling and stuff like yeah. that. But they digitized it, right? Starting with Dark Knight. I don't know. I think that's true. I think he does the voice, the and then they try to like alter it digitally, which might make it worse. I'm yeah. not mm. Um, Kevin Conroy is the guy who created the two voices. Batman never had a different voice from Bruce Wayne until the animated series, and that's why he's a goat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Keaton has the same voice. You know, Adam West had the same voice. Even I think no, this I, in this one he has two different voices. He right? does no, have he that, does, yeah. he does, yeah. the subtlety of it, though. You know, the, so good. Man. I don't know where Batman begins and Bruce Wayne ends, especially because Bruce barely talks to anyone in this movie, which I'm also here for. A Bruce Wayne that's lost in in his Batman ness, in his thoughts too. I like the fact that he journals. Yeah, I think maybe that's a healthy outlet for him. Maybe more men should journal. <laughs> I mean, I agree with that, but he was just trying to remember I his did, night. I did like the parallels, <laughs> though. Journal. I like. <laughs> let's be. Let this be his mental, our mental health tip of the episode. You should journal, journal. man. Journal. Yeah. If I Batman like, does it, you can do it. I like the parallels. Um, that has that goes into. I guess we'll talk about it now. The mm-hmm. relationship between the Riddler and Batman. Um, when they find Riddler's apartment and they're going through all this stuff and he has all the, like, they find all the the Riddler's ledgers mm-hmm. and you can tell this guy, like in his own way, he's doing the same thing. He's also journaling. That's true. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Our, our health tip, avoid journaling. <laughs> no. Avoid journaling cryptic messages yeah. and lunacy. Uh, yeah. Like be self-reflective. Don't be insane. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, that goes into it where it's like when they capture the Riddler, he gives himself up because he's like, my plan's going to work. It's, and he because I also have, I also have, because we think his Batman's on his side. Yeah. And I think we hear that. Which early, is so crazy. We hear that earlier um, when he's talking to Selena. Uh-huh. Going back to the journaling and the investigation and all that. When Pattinson takes his shirt off, I'm like, okay, this is Bale. This is Affleck. This is our workout montage. Nope. No. He's taking his shirt off so he can move everything in the room so that he can start so reading and investigate yeah he's investigating he's gonna sketch he's gonna draw lines open up file folders read i books i also thought it was gonna be a training montage yeah nope he don't need to train no. he need to think yeah and and maybe a tan <laughs> well but he doesn't uh, he's he not doesn't going outside yeah. yeah so the relationship the nuances in paul daniel's performance as the riddler the first time when he gets captured in the cafe and he sees Batman through the window and he smiles, he I'm smiles. like, this son of a gun, you know, because he knows this is all part of the plan. Yeah. The second time, no, that's a genuine smile. The second time I saw the movie, he's happy to see the Batman because yeah. the Batman's on his side. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's a partner because, in crime. And I caught it the second time around where Selena goes, where she's where she's talking about the issues of Gotham and how they only care about the privileged and the rich and the wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the wealthy white men. You think some I, people yeah. are gonna have problems with that line? If I, yeah, if I, he's like, if I didn't know any better, not us. If I didn't, yeah, not us, but some people. He's like, if I didn't know any better, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That's why he didn't like it. That is why we just found out. The we found the MacGuffin, the driving force of his <laughs> hatred for this movie. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I was, I'm not wrapping up the episode. Um. Selena goes like, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you're helping. You'd help him, or mm-hmm. you would work with him. Yeah. And I catch it the second time. I'm like, huh. That does make sense because it's like going into that whole conversation with Riddler. He's like, you're on my team, brother. You've done everything. You've helped me out. You've been the physical force that I've needed to get to this point. And you find out it's just like Batman's like, what? That okay? That fake out about ah, like Riddler. That was like, a great fake out, and man. Bruce Wayne. I was like, are they gonna, are they really doing this? And, and what is this Spider Man? Listen, and I'm in tension with Batman from a narrative perspective. Like, oh, man, he knows. But I'm also in the meta of it as a viewer of a film. I'm like, this could go bad. Like, if Riddler knows, it could be a bad ending to this movie. Which would be something we've never seen before. Yeah. Because it's almost like... It's not even in the comics. Yeah, it's like, I think they they do this in the comic, too. And I think think it happens in Hush, actually, where, like, they hint that he knows, but he doesn't. Yeah. You know, that's the riddle he can't figure out even if he thinks he has. It reminded me of, him, of, of Daredevil when his identity gets his, you know, when, when everyone finds yeah. out that he's Matt Murdock. I'm like, whoa, is this where we're going with this? Because I've never, I just, I just got scared because I thought we were going to get that from, from this movie. Yeah. The camera's recording, right? The light is on. Yeah. Yeah. He's which, like panicking. Which is, oh, yeah. Which I love is that what, he directly checks to see if yeah. someone's watching. Which is what puts the doubt in my heart because I'm like, if the camera's recording, then Riddler doesn't know. Right, guys? Because if this movie ends with everyone knowing, knows Bruce's uh, Batman, I don't... We might disassemble three Doc- hours. And then Doctor Strange comes in and just... <laughs> Hugo Strange. No, no, it'd be Doctor Fate. No, I, Oh, you mean the Marvel Doctor Strange? <laughs> I thought Doctor Hugo Strange individually brainwashes everyone in... in no, Stephen Strange is like, bro, I did it for Peter, I can do it for you. That's confusing that there's two Doctor Stranges, but... Um, yeah, Doctor Fate. both Doctor Stranges. Okay, so the relationship between mm-hmm. the two and how we said that these actions have consequences. I think Batman says that to Selena. One time, right? That's yeah, it, right? Yeah, says it once. It's like he says it one time, but I'm thinking about it, it like rings, eight times it rings, in the movie. Yeah, it rings throughout the whole movie because it happens to, to, to everyone. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny because like we say like, oh, Batman. Even the good actions. Yeah, he, w- he, was, pretty, like, he was pretty like judgy and stuff like that, self-righteous mm-hmm. about Batman's te- like preaching this to her. But then at, by that time, by the interrogation, like you, you realize like the actions that Batman has taken to become this symbol of fear and violence and vengeance is, has uplifted others. It's, it's deterred people, maybe like I like saw at the beginning, it's deterred people from committing crime or scared them. Mm-hmm. But it has also had the opposite effect where it's also been like, oh man. Like he says, a little concentrated violence, and I'm not sure what the other part, what the other half of that was, that he says. A spoonful of sugar. <laughs> it helps the medicine go down. Um, he like you see like the, this person taking this action is inspiring stuff that he doesn't want to inspire. Mm-hmm. He he like he said like we did this together. Memon's like, what are you talking about? And then once he finds out like he he's in the clear, like he doesn't know who he is. Yeah. He's just like. He just roasts him, basically. Yeah, and I think that we talked about... Does he about... do that on purpose? Because he gets very rough on Riddler there. I'm like, why are you being so mean to the poor guy? 
Yeah, he really like tears them like, down. And it, but it, I think he, but I think he wants to like go the other clear, way. Yeah, does he yeah. do that I on think purpose? He wants to throw him well, off the scent. Okay, there you go. Because I'm know? like, wow, this is kind of uncharacteristic of you. Yeah, I think he's like, I'm gonna go hard so that he doesn't stop to think about like that moment where I was very vulnerable, but I kept my composure. But I'm trying to figure out whether this okay, guy knows or not. Yeah, I love that he didn't react at all. Yeah, I'm gonna ramrod. But he didn't right react. Faster. But you could still but see yeah, it but in you his see eyes. Ah, oh, the way he acts with his but eyes. Riddler man. can't because oh, he's see. holding back into the shadows. So we have a perspective of it. But he steps into the light once he figures out Riddler doesn't know. Once he says we and Bruce as something outside of Batman. Then he comes in, and then he and it's just layers because that whole stepping into the light thing was like throughout the film too. Yeah, yeah. Which is even now I'm thinking about is even more like impactful once you get to the end of it when he comes out and he's like Batman's usually only out at night when he comes out and he like becomes that symbol of hope. He's helping people out. He's helping people when the sun is rising. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's not having to wait till nighttime to come out anymore. Like he he can be out in broad daylight, and I think. That can play into what you wanted to say about your rope. The cable. Yeah. The dreaded, awkward cable scene. Okay, so what's awkward about Wait, this? Scene well, I didn't think it was awkward. I thought you said it was awkward. Is it the one no, with that, the ele- that was, I think your brother, I think. In you, my second view, I, I did think it was a little awkward. What cable were you talking about? The electric, the the electric like, cable. When, he, cuts when he makes the sacrifice play and he, and the film goes slow motion and the audio drops out and the dramatic music begins and he cuts the electrical cable and he falls seemingly to his death and then falls into the water and then just stands up like everything was it was a very short like there wasn't really any time to be like he doesn't even stay submerged i was i didn't make i i I didn't think he was gonna die for a second because when he's talking the Alfred in the hospital is like, I'm prepared to die. Like, yeah. I'm ready to die for this. So I'm like, then they do this, and I was like, they oh, they like, like they yeah. framed it like that. He's falling. I, I'm thinking, okay, electricity plus water. That's not good. That's what Pokemon taught me. <laughs> <laughs> um, something's gonna, he's gonna die. And then I'm thinking, as as that scene is happening, I'm thinking, is he gonna die? Is it? Wait, have I read news that there's gonna be a sequel to this movie, or is it a standalone, or is it is is this movie separate from? The Snyderverse. Yeah, and the thing is, that's what all this is going through my mind during that. Yeah, and we're free to speculate like that because it's like we got three Batman in play at this point. You know what I mean? So, and I do think I think this is the end of Batflick, but I have heard about continuing with Keaton. You know, so yeah, he's in another project. He's in Bat. What's the CW show? Batgirl is on HBO Max. Okay, so that one. He's on Batgirl. Yeah, Batwoman is on. Just make Keaton like grumpy. Batman. I from, think that I is. Think, yeah, I think that's what we're gonna get from no from from uh Beyond ba- Batman Beyond. Beyond. I th- I do think that's what you're gonna get. Are we? Are we gonna get a I Terry McGinnis? So. Not that. No, I think that's what I want. Background. I want that. Or make the Clint Eastwood. <laughs> okay, it's Clint Eastwood's like a hundred now. All right, continue, Danny. Boy, I don't even remember what I was saying. The rope. You, like we talked oh, the about, cable. It was awkward. Cable no, I mean I've heard a lot of people have that. No, great... I've seen it. I I've seen that online. <laughs> What? <laughs> what are you laughing? Continue, Dan. Then I cut him off. No, I mean that's fine. I was just trying to back up his point. <laughs> no, I've seen people have that gripe. I've seen that. it too. I've seen that. Big yeah, yeah. Up. He's seen it, and he's seen Link. We you want to? You want to chime in? Have you, have you seen, seen it? it? I haven't seen it. Oh, oh he Either can't die chime the hero in. or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, they have that gripe where they're like, "This is a really weird scene. This is like really awkward, out of place." But 
I immediately like justified it in my mind. Go. What was your justification? I justified it? it as like the death of vengeance and then the rise of Batman, like a hopeful Batman. That's like he got baptized. Exactly. It was a baptism. It was a baptism. A baptism. There we go. I was all set up for that. So many puns. I messed so with many. it. I messed with it. Um, I did think it was awkward. If you explain it to me like that, I think I think that's I think that makes sense. I that think works, that's that works what, for me. I think yeah. that's what he was going yeah. for. Because it's not like a death fake it out. Works, it works for me. I still think maybe maybe there's a version where he like disappears after that, but not where the rest of the movies go. This is what I thought. I thought about what is that Snyder comic where like there's the earthquake and then him and the Joker quote year, unquote year die. Zero? Year zero. Is it year zero? Which this just led into. We've destroyed Gotham. The Riddler's behind it. So I thought, oh, this is another pull from Year Zero, where Batman like forgets who he is. Like Batman dies, and Bruce has amnesia, and he's like doesn't know where he is. Maybe the electricity, that shock, is what you know changed his heart. It made his heart grow yeah. two sizes. Exactly. Maybe it was the Sarlacc pit. It gave him. It gave oh yeah, him. and then now Batman's gonna take off his helmet, walk around, walk around <laughs> with the cowl in his hand, and apologize to everyone. Yeah, like, sorry, guy. I'm sorry, I punched you. <laughs> I'm Batman. I do. I I actually really like that. I subscribe to that. No, thank you for ascribing. Ascribing. Now, now this is this is just purely from you. Like, yeah, I mean that that was my justification to it. Nah, yeah, he, he said that right after yeah. the film because yeah. they were talking. My brother had mentioned how it was like an awkward scene. I was like, I didn't think that because I immediately saw it as the death of vengeance and the rise of Batman. Yeah, which is like I think they, I think he's the only one that says Batman once in the film. Yeah, the all the letters from the Riddler are like it says to, like, yeah, yeah like it says the Batman, to the Batman to the Batman because yeah, every, everyone's vengeance everyone's causing vengeance. vengeance. I really like that touch. I really like which that. I think well, what is it? he when he says when he thinks that they know his identity and then he tells Gordon right before he tells him he's a good cop. He's like, I think this is coming to an end. And Gordon's like, what is? He's like the Batman. But yeah, any any other points that you? This movie sucked. <laughs> the the whole like I think we we touched upon it before. The whole theme of of him being vengeance, being the symbol of fear, being the violence, the and terror. That's, that's of all night. Frank Miller right there. And actions have consequences, and they will continue to have them because he's going to be a symbol of hope, and that's going to be the driving force for Gotham. But he's still going to continue to moonlight and beat up criminals to a pulp. And there's always going to be that duality now. He knows something greater beyond the original scope of his mission. But that aspect is still going to continue to create new villains, inspire new rogues. And it's almost like a never-ending cycle. Yeah. So I don't know where it's going. But I think with... We forgot to mention something really big. Which is? The Joker appearance. Oh. You mean the one forced by the studio? Yeah. I don't think that's true. <laughs> it felt like it. Sorry, I, I totally cut you off. But I, just, <laughs> I was like doing a mental checklist. I was like, I gotta make sure we hit every note. But That's like the second to last scene of I the I hated film. it, by the way. Hated? Hate is a very strong word. I disliked it greatly. No, it's okay if way. you did hate it, but... So did you hate it or did you dislike it? Nah, man, I hated it. I didn't want to see the Joker. But I understand. Yes, everyone says there can't be a Batman story without one mention of the Joker. I disagree with that. I also disagree with that. But I get it. 
I I, I disliked. It. I, I think I think we have like, what say why? I disagree that you can't that you can't have a Batman story without a mention of the Joker. You have to mention him. No, I disagree with that statement that you can't have a Batman. No, you can't. Yeah, I agree with you. You can. You can. That, you can have fifty oh, Batman stories without, Bat- without Batman's mentioning ro- the Batman's Rogues Gallery is so good. So, How much the Joker never showed up yeah. in the series? If they made three movies, ended it, moved on, and the Joker never showed up. Batman's Rogues Gallery is so good and deep. And what we all we only see like three of them, four mm-hmm. of them. Like, co- come on, give give us other people. Yeah, because it's like we have uh, the Joker and Penguin and Catwoman, and then we have. You know, Scarecrow and Raish and the Joker Mr. and Bane. And then we have... Stop. No, that won't <laughs> And then we have... And now we have the Joker. And the Joker's in Suicide Squad. And the Joker's in his own movie. And the Joker's in the Snyder Cut. You don't yeah. Need, yeah, you give, you're over... I, I did not want to see the Joker in this movie. I think that was like... Obviously, it doesn't ruin the movie We've for had me, three Jokers in three years. Like. Exactly. It, it, it kind of... I'm like, dang, man. I don't want them to keep reaching for there's more character. jokers than batman at this point there really you is know, like in recent history i want i honestly want a mr freeze movie i want because, to see poison i think he's down movie. i think be- he's down to do that i think mr freeze would be a good one because uh i mean especially if you make it poetic like in the dark night i mean mm-hmm. like in the i want hush in hush that's another one you haven't done poison ivy hush, especially because they ruined the animated hush movie so so it's the original and, story and, you, and the... you do see um some some hush clues there hints yeah, every once so. in a while we want, have Elliot, i want the true villain of, Elliot, of batman zack snyder <laughs> <laughs> but i do think it'd be cool Vengeance. to have a, a, a mr freeze because i love the mr freeze from the animated series it and depends how, how crazy and supernatural he's gonna get i think he can do it bro i think, I think he, he can do yeah, it yeah if, if there's someone that can do it it'd be him because i just love that mr freeze from the yeah. animated series and how poetic he is and mm-hmm. that's such a like I, a great villain that we can't Man. That Arnold probably ruined. <laughs> <laughs> don't pin that on Arnold. I don't. He I was lo- trying his because I really love it because it makes me like those. His lines are so terrible that I love them. Now you guys sent that video of Matt Reeves talking about that Joker scene and like his kind of rationale for it. I don't know if you want to share really quick for those that might not have seen it. I don't. I, I don't think I saw it. You, you didn't I see feel it, like so you want it for Link if you could explain it to him. <laughs> I feel like you had a deeper understanding of it than I, because I, I'm okay. having a hard time. Yeah, I think you, I think you, yeah, you were explaining. I'm like, oh, okay, I think specifically that. in regards to the Joker, <laughs> he mentioned that <laughs> reverse. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I explained this, but can you explain it? <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, never mind. Part. I'm gonna. <laughs> I think you have a grip on this. Basically, there was a scene that he cut that he promised. He didn't promise, but he said he would. So I'm gonna take it as a promise. He said he'll show it to us later. So I expect it as a deleted scene. Once it comes, we'll give us a reverse, reverse yeah. cu- uh, cut. I actually expected the special features on HBO Max. Oh, so am I. Days. Yeah, so so am I actually. Um, uh, there was a scene that he cut where they where Batman goes to Arkham for help with this Riddler case, and he needs the advice of a similar profile, and basically the Joker serves in the middle of this movie as the Hannibal Lecter character in solving this Silence of the Lambs esque crime so we would have seen him in a practical role where he serves a purpose and then come back to him at the end where they're put you know in lockup next to each other that would make more sense that would make more sense and it wouldn't force tacked on at the end yeah correct me if i'm wrong i i mean i know i i reflected it back to you but 
did he i feel like he mentioned um a part where this yeah, was before my intro, yeah. no, no, no 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 before before like before the joker this mm-hmm. would be like before he becomes this character yeah that he's the not the joker yet he's because he's even to this moment credited as unnamed mm, arkham. arkham yeah yeah so he's not the joker yet but i think this would have been more clearly established yeah. with this previous scene because we wouldn't have seen him in full joker garb he wouldn't have been in maybe even make i believe his take on it which was a fresh take cinematically, but hearkening back to his origins, his inspiration of the man who laughs, where he has that a, great. a I did like genital that, yeah. disorder that makes him permanently smile. And that would have been a fresh take, and that would have been amazing, and he probably wouldn't have been white and had red lipstick, so we would have seen this insane person that will be the Joker, a nameless no one who is going to be bad news for Batman in the future. I think this all sounds incredibly better. I'm guessing it ended up on the cutting room floor because we're already just minutes away from a three-hour-plus mark. But I think you cut the last scene, too. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think you take both of them out. Yeah. Either the the story's there or it's not, you know? But... That's my one. Okay, so I don't think it's a hot take, but that's my one gripe with the movie. That that's also my one. I didn't ruin the movie, obviously, but I it did kind of like I was like, man, I everything I in that movie is that. so good. I feel like that's the one part that it's like I'm not in love with. Right, like I'm yeah. in love with everything. Else. I give. That's why I said, be honest. Do you hate it? I don't hate it. I just don't love it. I don't. It. it I don't know. It doesn't I, ruin anything for me. It doesn't except ruin the perfect anything, score, maybe. But it it did. It was like a little bit of a punch in the gut. Yeah. I was like, I didn't oh, want to see that. It's almost like, it's almost like fumbling at the one yard yeah. line. Yeah. But yeah. then it's just a quick like pass over to yeah. get the touchdown. I got anyways. I got over it quickly, but yeah. in that second, I was like, you just crap. have to hand it off to get the touchdown. Yeah. You know, in the next play, anyways. But there's always like, oh, it could have been a little more beautiful, a little more graceful. That's me. That was my gripes. Gripes with the movie, the Joker. Maybe that slow motion scene, like. Maybe don't play it up as such a big, yeah, you know, deal. Um, and then my other one, this is a gripe that I don't think I've even shared with you. I love the squirrel suit. Oh, I love that moment where he goes to jump off the building. We didn't even talk about that. And he's Crap. so scared, you know, like, because this is the first time, even though he's been Batman for two years, he probably hasn't jumped off a building yet. But he wears that squirrel suit and he jumps off the glide. And then I think it's kind of awkward, like. His face, like in the camera, with the <laughs> kind of reminded me of. Dark Have you seen Knight. those videos though? Have you seen like the? I'm gonna be honest with you, at, like I, the actual people, like yeah. the people. Yeah, I mean, it's like, pretty. Is that what it looks like? like? Yeah. It's really accurate to that. Oh. Isn't that from? That's that? why, like, I have, that like I heard that complaint, and it looks like awkward, but it it's like awkward. I've seen can't like yeah. the because that's what that, it and it's like it looks like that. You know what it is though? That looks real. But the rest is a movie, so there's like a dissonance there That's because true. the rest of it doesn't look like a documentary. I'm not watching, you know? And then he dies. You're not watching he hits a bridge. Bro, and, I yeah, and then he yeah. hits a bridge and dies. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like that they showed that, but at the same time, it's like he gets a pretty Yeah, because he be decapitated, right? But then when he gets up, he looks like Daredevil. So Without the cape? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I felt that. Like, He's like, you oh. know, that you mentioned Daredevil, another, I think it's cool is that the action, the action in this movie really reminded me of the Daredevil show. I thought I had yeah. that same thought, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, it's and that 
Actually, so that's why it's cool. Yeah, it's cool, cool. Yeah, I just thought that was so cool. The action in this movie so He's good. The everything fight cool about every B A character we have nowadays all wrapped into, into one. Yeah, into one. a lot of action, man. The pacing was fat. It felt like a like honestly. Again, I don't want to mention the Arkham games again, but the pacing felt like an Arkham game mm. where it's like you fight a group. And then it slows down a little bit, but you get right back into it. So mm. seamless. Yeah, and even in the final fight, when the fight gets big and you're like tying them up on the rafters with the ropes, you're setting out yeah. bombs so that you could yeah. come down. Man, his entrance. Take them out yeah, to the yeah, yeah, final entrance, yeah, man. I didn't expect that at all. Beautiful. Ultimately, that was the measuring stick, the Nolan movies. And I came into this movie where it's going to, everybody was asking me, do you think it's going to be better than Nolan? And I was like, no, I think it's going to be, my hope is that it is as good in a different way. Because I knew it was going to be a detective story, smaller, more grounded, if that was even possible. Apparently it is. Yeah. Yeah. But then at the end of the movie, you have the big mega, like big budget blockbuster battle with the special effects and everything. I was like, oh, this has everything, though. That yeah. the movie Gabe has. mentioned that it felt like a trilogy in one movie. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, yeah, man, I felt that. It's complete. Yeah. And like, it's complete. I mean, we talked about it. I was like, man, as much as like, I would love to get more of this universe, I would not be upset if like, no, just one not at all, man. I, I kind of wanted Batman to die at the end because I was like, like for a moment, don't get this up. is perfect. It's like, though. don't get up. Yeah. It's perfect. Like, whatever can come after, like, it may be good, but it's like, I, I don't know, like, this this moment in time that I'm watching this, it's just like, for me, it's kind of surreal in a way. It's like, mm-hmm. this is such a great, like, it's just an achievement. It's a masterpiece for me, in my opinion. And it's like, I never really thought we would get that. Like, something would measure up to The Dark Knight mm-hmm. or Batman Begins in, in those sense. But it's like, it was just so crazy that it's like, at this point in my life, it's like, wow, there's a a Batman movie that's like, for me, for me, I think it's it, it's surpassing, and like, yeah, I'm, I'm caught up in the hype, and obviously, we'll to, we'll reevaluate, we'll reassess. That's good. But yeah, it's it's just as good, and and I mean, there's so many aspects that I think are different, and that I probably enjoy more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I it just I wasn't expecting. I watched the Dark Knight trilogy the day before I watched it the first time. That's I'm gold. like, I was like, no shot. I was like, these movies are so good, and Christian Bale's one of my favorite actors, and I was like, can it really measure up? And Dang, plurals. It did. I walked out thinking, is this the best Batman movie? And I don't do that. I don't. I try not to act impulsively on an emotion, but I felt like it was coming from a logical place. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. My one gripe with the movie is that (laughs) at the end, when when they're in that motorcycle scene with him and Selena, uh, when with him and Selena, when they when they when they separate, I think that they should have uh, fist bumped at the end. <laughs> uh, I mean, that would have been cool. Right? Right? Like, kind of like Paul little... Walker and yeah, exactly. uh, Donald <laughs> fist bump. I think the the cinematography is so beautiful, and and right after, I mean that that awkward scene, the the symbolism of of him like getting up out of the water, and he's just like, and I gotta do what I gotta do. I gotta yeah. do the work. Turn light lights up the flare. Walks over to people and he helps the people after he's just like been shot by a shotgun to the chest. Like he's almost died like 16 times. He gets up and still moves, like helps the people that are in the rubble. He's doing the work, like you said, mm-hmm. and he's reaching out his hand and they're still scared of him. This guy just saved all of them, but they're still scared of him. 
and then it's the little boy who like, he stares at, like, who who he's at been his father. He's been looking at that yeah, who movie. his father got killed at the beginning, and like he's, he's helped been sympathizing him. Sympathizing with him, and it's like you see the parallel because he he stares at him as Batman, but he also stares at him as Bruce. And I think they they have a lot of those different par- like they have a couple of those parallels, especially like in the club too, I, I believe, with the twins. Um, but the kid is the first one to go. Mm-hmm. The kid is the first one to go and, and reach out and take his hand. And then everyone follows. Yeah, it's what gives them hope. Like we can. Oh, if this kid is trusting him, we can trust him. Exactly. And and the part where he starts the monologue and he said he learns that he has to become something more mm-hmm. is something I didn't think I was gonna get from a Batman movie. Yes, it was. It was something that it's like it pushed the character in such a new cinematically. This pushed it, pushed it in, in such a different stratosphere. It elevated the character for me in in a way I didn't know I that I could do it. They could do it. And and I think that. It's so impactful, him carrying that person as the sun rises mm-hmm. to get help, to, to take them away. And the person, d- like, doesn't want to let go of him. Mm-hmm. When right before, people were afraid to take his hand. People were yeah. afraid of him because he was fear. He was vengeance. But he realizes that he does have an effect. And it's not the one that he intended. But he realized that he has to become something more for the people of Gotham to be elevated. To believe in something because they use that phrase like I believe in Gotham. The mayor says it because she believes in it. But it kind of seems like the entire city is just kind of like we don't really believe it anymore. It's kind of hopeless. And he realizes like I, I don't just have to be vengeance or fear. Like that's not what they need. They need a symbol. They need someone that they can believe in to be a better person, to uplift them. And the part where like she's just grabbing onto him and I don't want to let go and he has to comfort her. I just I thought that was so powerful and impactful and it was beautiful to me. It was, yeah. it was redemption. Yeah. It was redemptive. It was a character arc right there in that yeah. one movie. Yeah, like he he actually learned that, and I and I love. I mean, I, I don't know word for word, but I mean, I'll definitely be looking it up. He's like, people need that symbol like of hope to so that they can endure, that they can have the strength mm-hmm. to fight and keep going. Yeah, and I thought that was beautiful because it comes down to the, one of the things that. I love like in all of these things, which is hope. Yeah. And that belief, that faith, it's universal. Whether you're a female mayor or that privileged white kid that lost his parents, it doesn't matter whether you are disenfranchised, unfortunate, whether you've had everything spoon fed or whether you were born into nothing. All of us need the faith to dare to hope for a better tomorrow to overcome everything that this dark city does to eat away at our soul to chip away at who we are as human beings and because of that we need symbols that flashing bat in the sky that tells us that someone somewhere is looking out for us that there are consequences to our actions but there is a reward for our faith and those symbols are universal and they mean different things to different people and they may look different they may wear different faces from decade to decade but we recontextualize that symbol we recontextualize what hope means for us in this generation. We redefine, we redevelop, and we look for that one 
thing to propel us forward. And sometimes that comes in the shape of a silent guardian, a watchful protector, a dark night. Patrolling the night, searching for justice.